Welcome everyone to Horror Cafe, serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm your special guest host, Juan, who is being brought back again. And I'm joined by the wonderful Erica, Jackie. We and- had to invite you back. <laughs> yes, thank you. And give me the privilege of opening up the show this time. Of course. Because You're our guest. Okay. You have to. <laughs> and it is Spooktober. Um, this is episode 23, and we are doing Halloween 2, the 1981 sequel to the classic Halloween film. So what are we drinking today? Well, I am drinking a very, I'll show you guys, um, for the viewers, it is a vine and walnut blend of Pete's Coffee. Oh, it's oh I like Pete's blend. Coffee. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. And it, the tasting notes say dried fig, mulled wine, and orange blossom. Ooh. I don't the individual things as much, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a medium roast, and I have a special treat. So I decided to keep with the October theme. Um, I am wearing orange. My pants are the like utilitarian blue from Mike Myers. <laughs> orange coffee. And I like it. Yeah, because we're doing classics. So my coffee is in a Starbucks tumbler from the original Starbucks store in Seattle on Pike Place. Oh, nice. Oh, that is awesome. That is very cool. I like that. You're going to have to send us that coffee. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it does sound good. It does sound good. So what about you, Erica? What are you having? I'm having McDonald's Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had lunch before this. Yeah, and I'm having the same thing. A Diet Coke. <laughs> or I viewers... should spike it. I should, go down. Yeah. I should add some Jack Daniels to that. That would liven it up. That would. Yeah, would. Up <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a quick programming note, for those who aren't aware, I am three hours in the past in California. In the past. But yeah, in California. Yeah. <laughs> So it is 9 a.m. for me, but it is noon for you guys. You don't drink coffee for, or soda first thing in the morning. <laughs> well, I, well, I do. you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many, I see a lot of people drink soda in the morning. I what have, doing? I will confess to drinking Coke Zero first thing in the morning, especially if I left a half opened can in the fridge from the night before. It does not go to waste. <laughs> That's like, true. let me just chug Please. it, fuck it. You know, <laughs> well, it's caffeine, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right. All right. All right, Juan, would you like to read the plot for us? I will read the plot of this excellent film. Sorry. <laughs> reserve, reserve the sarcasm. Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The plot after failing to kill stubborn survivor Lori and taking a bullet or six from former psychiatrist, Dr. Sam Loomis. Mike Myers has followed Lori to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, where she's been admitted for Myers' attempt on her life. The institution proves to be particularly suited to serial killers, however, as Myers cuts, stabs, and slashes his way through the hospital staff to reach his favorite victim. It sounds better than what it is. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Judging by your face, I can tell you probably agree with that. Uh, 100% agree with that. Have you seen this movie before today? Okay. And like you, I only saw it once. And ironically, just like you, I just remember the hospital more than anything else. Just 
just just that, that weird, bizarre, creepy hospital. Yeah, same thing. Like, it definitely doesn't warrant a second watch, but we'll get there as well. I felt like this movie, as I put here, it felt like a poor man's Halloween. I know. So I know you watched the first one to get ready for this one and you didn't seem to enjoy the original. I do. I do like it. It's mm. but it's like at a different level. This yeah. is like I don't know what happened here. Like they dropped the ball. And they definitely this. dropped the ball on on the sequel because I I, yeah. I still enjoyed the original because it's the original and it's Mike Myers. I mean, of all of them, he is like the most deadpan of all of them. And yeah. you know that guy has no sense of humor whatsoever <laughs> at all. No and. But in this movie, aside from everything else, that it was just, well, we'll we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> he wasn't very intimidating because he was shorter than the original Mike. He Myers. seemed shorter. He like, seemed stature wise, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like um, Lori seemed different. Her, yeah, I mean, it was just completely off. Yeah, tune with the other movie. Yeah, like it wasn't campy ish, like maybe the other one would be considered nowadays. This was just horrible. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. It was more it was different from what I remembered. I do. Re- for some reason, I thought it went straight to the hospital, but there's a ton of shit that happens before. Yeah, that isn't really significant anyway. Doesn't really, really make a difference. They could have just gone to the hospital, killed everybody and be done with it. And- <laughs> You know what I noticed too, since watching the back to back one, I, I appreciate Halloween one more than I do the sequel. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate the original, but I think the biggest difference too, and you'll see this if you watch the first one again, is the first one, the entire first hour, there's not very really many killings except in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One body that he leaves in the field, but you spend the entire first hour getting to know the characters. Yeah. Yeah. You get to know Lydia. You get to know Annie. You get to know, wait, was it Linda or Lydia? Linda. I think it's Linda. <laughs> it's yeah. Linda. Yeah, but you get um, to know their group. Their group. Yeah. You get to know Lori. Yeah. You don't get to know anybody in this one. The nurses, yeah, there's no sympathy building for anybody. For anybody. Yeah. And even Lori is half drugged out the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Barely says a word beyond don't put me to sleep. Right. Uh, and I feel like it robbed the the movie because, you know, in every slasher film, typically you get or the good ones, you get a build up in the beginning to get to know everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you judge them and you're like, well, you're going to die because you should. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. But in this one, you don't care. As you said, there's nothing invested in any of the characters. Yeah. So kill them all off. I don't even know their names at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. I had no clue of anybody's name i i, I think nor I did i care exactly. thing. like i didn't care even lori even lori to an extent like you're saying she was drugged up for most of the movie like i didn't see her as strong as i saw her in the first movie mm-hmm. i mean granted i, I guess because she is injured i guess but i don't know i just she felt off and me. for me i i it shows you how your memory you know, fills in the blanks, but Mm -hmm. I felt like when I first saw it, she was more heroic Mm -hmm. or Rambo-ish and she Mm -hmm. was far from that shit at all. Like you said, she's, she's, she's no, like we saw, she was drugged up all the time. Yeah. I mean, not her fault, but 
She just didn't know. come across as the heroine that she did in the other movie. She's not even Great. present the first half of the film, barely. Barely. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, that first yeah. half was ridiculous. Well, then with that, we'll move into some quick movie facts. Okay. Some of the stuff I found interesting, and then we'll jump into uh, ranting. Oh, no, but wait. This. Juan, what, what you wrote is hilarious. <laughs> oh. I'm looking at your notes. This is the best thing ever. The storytelling part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What you think. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that Mike Myers at the end of this movie is a flaming mess, just like this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Telling you. That's why when I read that other note you make later, it's, oh. it's so true. Mm-hmm. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes. I guess a lot of people agree with this. The critics gave it 30%. The audience actually gave it 63. So we missed something. I don't know what, but I think it's nostalgia. They they think they like the film because they probably <laughs> with the first one. You're right about the nostalgia thing. I think it is a that score could be based on that. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, you like the first one, so you just like the second one because you like the first one, you want to, you believe in it. Right. But it's not good. <laughs> no. It was released not. on October 30th of 1981 with a budget of 2.5 million and it grossed 25.5 million. That's still that's a lot of more money than it should have ever grossed. Because <laughs> that is gross that it did. Damn, mom, <laughs> you're rough. Well, it's a big yeah. production budget, too, I think, for the time for a whole yeah. sequel. 2.5. The original was probably on a shoestring budget, I think. I think so. I'd have to go back and look, but it was really low budget. And, yeah. I, and I think that what's coming up next in your facts is what made the difference. Mm. This so movie was, it. yeah, this movie was not directed by John Carpenter. It was directed by Rick Rosenthal. And this is something else. I don't know if you noticed this, Juan, at the beginning. They do do the classic Halloween opening. The music seemed, it's the same theme, but it seemed different. 100%. If you play them side by side. They yeah. are different. They're the same, so, but different. Exactly. And when I first heard, I thought, wait, what? Is this like, I, I genuinely yeah. didn't know if I had gotten some kind of a weird remastered version of the film. <laughs> where they yeah. Right. So, Interesting. When I read your notes, I realized, okay, that is changed on purpose. Yeah. Yes. So that's the fun fact that I found that the film score was a variation of Carpenter's original theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's talking about how the melody is played at a different time rhythm, which explains why it sounds different. And they performed it. This word is hard for me to say on a synthesizer organ rather than a piano that's and of course it gives the 80s vibe yeah, yeah. the synthesizer which, really which makes sense mm-hmm. which you know i'm an 80s girl but it doesn't it i don't know i felt like it didn't work in this it yeah. didn't it yeah, didn't it i think that that is one of the reasons that maybe the movie didn't give you that that suspense or that build up that you yeah. get in the original because the, the music was off for yeah. me yeah. And it just, it didn't hit the right point where it needed mm-hmm. to. It was just ugh, awful. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. sure who even suggested the change or Greenland. I'm trying to think back who in that room thought, oh, this is creepy. Like this really sets the mood of a, of a horror right. film. It, because ironically, 
when you think of the song, you almost everyone thinks of the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Sure. You never say, oh, let me think of part two's fantastic <laughs> rendition version. at right. five-fourths the time rhythm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or with the 80s vibe. And the, yeah. the other issue I have with that is that, yes, the movie was released in 1981, but the movie is still taking place in, in 70, the 70s. Exactly. 70 something. So why would you change that? It gives mm-hmm. a vibe that's it it starts it off in the wrong vibe. Yeah. I agree. So I it kind of does something in your mind like, hmm, something's already totally different. And it honestly, it cheapened it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it did. It it ruined it, I think. I think that that is part of the reason why it doesn't work. Yeah. At all. And then this I found interesting is that they think they, whoever they are, that part two is much more graphic and violent. I didn't think so. Or either that or I'm so used to it that it didn't seem more violent to me than part one. So I, okay, because I saw the first one. Yeah, so you tell me. (laughs) Yeah, I will say it's weird. It is significantly more graphic. But is it only, okay? It is. I agree with Juan because I'm thinking back. Mm-hmm. In 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 the first one, the violence is not is more implied. You okay. don't see it happening as much. The only one I think is when he he pins that guy to the refrigerator the or whatever the hell yes. it is. And even that's in the dark. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You hit the nail on the head. The first one, the first thing I thought was it gives me very Hitchcock vibes. Okay. Right? Yeah, the violence. You don't see the violence. There's a shockingly little amount of blood to the okay. exactly. Um, and it's just crazy because so much of the original film is, as you said, in darkness or in mm-hmm. fire. Um, I was even surprised that most of the deaths in the original aren't even with the knife. No, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. because not- yeah, you don't see. So the first one obviously is the knife, but even the first one, you see it through his um, through his mask. mask. Yeah, you don't actually see the stabbing. You right. just hear the noise, and then he lifts the knife, and there's blood on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't see him stab her. And then um, in the there's the the body of the man that he took the clothing from. Right, mm-hmm. that killing. He kills a dog, right? But we just Always. hear the dog yelp. I know. Right, <laughs> right. It's all implied. It's all implied. Mm-hmm. And then the weird thing is, he strangles Annie in a car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Strangles Linda with a telephone cord. True. And. <laughs> Uh, I forget. Oh, yeah, right. And then the only stabbing one is the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, you don't actually see the stabbing that well because it's the darkness. They just exactly. show his, yeah, kind of above the ground. The feet, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you had just seen the first movie two years ago and that, you know, you're in that mindset, then to see the second one where they do show quite, you know, a lot more blood, mm. it looks cheesy, right? Especially yeah, it does. As, you know, yeah, the pool of blood on the floor and yeah. yeah. You do see a lot more blood. And I think, and Jackie, you can speak to this more at that time. I'm trying to think back because I always remember slashers as being quite graphic. Mm-hmm. Am I just thinking of the late 80s slashers and the sequels? The as- 80s slashers were a lot more graphic than what Halloween one or the first original Halloween was. As they started competing with each other as to how much more graphic or gory or bloody can we look. And then it became a competition as to who did the most and all that stuff. And I think 
maybe Halloween 2 was the beginning of that. I'd have to look back at what else was released that was a slasher type movie for that era. But yeah, I think that this was the the catalyst to adding more and more graphic um, violence and blood and all that stuff. So I think that in this case, it just, it, it took away from the mystery of the movie. I'd rather, I don't mind gore as much as like Erica does, but gore for the sake of gore or violence for the sake of it comes across that way and it cheapens the whole damn movie. And I think that's what it did to this this part, aside from the music just being <laughs> catastrophically awful. <laughs> Not letting so, that shit go. <laughs> it's interesting that you're bringing up the, the competition with slashers. Mm-hmm. So Texas was before any of these, I believe. Yes. And it implies, yes, and it implies violence for the most part, except the guy in the wheelchair. Like, that one's pretty rough. Um, Uh, What about the meat hook? Oh, yeah. But you don't see, like, blood Blood. gushing. It's just, like... No, you just hear it. (laughs) The thing with Texas is that it's very grainy and dirty. So you feel, like, dirty. You feel grainy and dirty when you're with them. Yeah. 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 But... What came out in 1980 was Friday the 13th, yeah. which is violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they had no shame in that one. Like that one for 1980 was quite violent. And I yeah. think maybe, and this came out in 81. So they came out in 81. Like, so I will retract my thing that maybe this set the catalyst. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten that 13th came out on in 1980. I thought it I was just looked after. it up. That's why. <laughs> that, okay. That probably was yeah. that. And everybody liked it so much. Yeah, that when they did Halloween, too, it was they were thinking, well, we need to compete. We need to show blood. That's what they're going to expect. Yeah. And then and then Nightmare on Elm Street came out later. And that's well, that's more violent than that. Total violence. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering why did this start then in 1980? Why didn't these 70s films get more violent? at the time because they were clearly becoming more sexual. I was surprised to see actually so much nudity. Me too. Um, both, me too. Yeah, in Halloween 1 and 2. Yeah. So it's weird to me because I feel like nowadays it's a bit of a flip script where you're much more likely to find violence in mainstream movies than you are yeah. to find nudity. But mm-hmm. because like in the 70s, it was much more common to see nudity as opposed to gratuitous violence. Right. Look, I wonder why the 70s didn't feature that level of gore as much in his horror movies. And I'm surprised because so much war had gone on at that time Mm -hmm. that you would think a lot of horror movies are made a reflection of what's going on, right? And, you know, Vietnam had already happened. You would think that that would cause it. I don't know what happened in 1980. I have an idea on on the 70s stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Ratings changed. I think it was at the beginning of the 80s, possibly. Okay. Um, movie ratings and what was acceptable and doable on film. Oh, you mean like R yeah. rating or R ratings? PG, um, PG thirteen, I think came out in the eighties, maybe. Oh, maybe okay. The nineties, the NC seventeen, I think that was a nineties thing. I, I can't remember the date, but ratings yeah. were much different. And a lot of the times, if you had too much gore or violence or stuff like that in the seventies, it could mm. actually hit an X rating an X rating, not because it was sexual, but because of the violence in it. Um, I might be wrong on that, but that's what I'm thinking is I know that ratings have changed from back in the 60s, the 70s. I recently saw something on some channel that was talking about how ratings have changed and the introduction of NC-17 
and mm-hmm. PG 13, even because it was just like movies wanted to be much more free, but they couldn't because they were fearing, they were fearful of being banned. And then right. you put all that money into, into a production of a movie and you're at the mercy of these people who are saying, no, that's an X, you know? Yeah. So that, that could be makes it. Sense. Yeah. That could be it. So I'm speculating. And I feel like now, I mean, especially in horror movies, they've pushed. I watched a movie last night that they showed a man and a woman full on, full on frontal nudity. Like it's becoming a thing to see men. Yes. Do. Well, I was just going to comment on that. Yeah. Before you would see probably me, more female, full <laughs> yeah. on frontal, whatever. But now, it's everywhere. It's men and women. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these I, sex scenes nowadays, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're going yeah. there. <laughs> I yeah. remember when I first, the first, first time I saw 28 Days Later, mm. that mm-hmm. the guy is on the table and he's complete. He's, they, they show a, a bird's eye view of him. Yeah. And, and he's on a, a like an operating table but naked and <laughs> there he is there it is to the world to yeah. see yeah <laughs> it's Killian Murphy naked <laughs> it's kind of and the, the funny thing is you're right it's becoming more and more common now yeah it's like weird. oh look <laughs> yeah, because it was acceptable with women for so much longer mm-hmm. yeah. for men it was a little taboo almost yeah you know? and now it's like it's kind of funny how now it still feels transgressive like oh they're you know look they're showing it it's daring and you're thinking look it's a penis on screen I know, yeah, yeah. Like, Half the population has this. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm always like, it's, I think we're just shocked because it's like, oh, for me, at least like, okay, well, women have been out there all this time. Let's do mm-hmm. it. You know, it's yeah. a body. But although, you know what although, I remembered is we recently, Erica, you and I recently saw a movie where a, I won't say which one because it's coming up, but mm-hmm. a guy falls out of a window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show him full frontal. Yeah. And we were like, wait, what was yeah. that? But that was an 80s movie. It was a 1980 movie. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> this movie did show some man butt at one point, which I was a little yes. surprised about. I was like, that oh. is shocking. That yeah. was, yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. So it's changed a lot. It's, I mean, now at this point, I think they've pushed it to where, I mean, it would be a porn at some point because <laughs> what else can you push? Because I'm telling you, like an ex. Because I know you saw X2, Juan, like yes. the sex scenes and that. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, this well, is a soft porn, sort of. Porn. It's a movie about pornography. I what mean, did you say it was, Juan? Gore porn. Gore porn. Well, gore yeah. Porn. yeah. But but it's a movie that's, the movie is about filming a porno film. So yeah. how could they not film it with that in it? I mean, I guess they could, but. No, I mean, it. it, it and that's the thing. It's fine if it's part of the situation same thing with gore right if you're just throwing in a sex scene just to throw it in it's like all right you know but it was necessary like did it add to the movie could you have watched it without it correct yeah that kind of thing yeah all right well that was a great discussion on that (laughs) (laughs) let me see where where are we um honestly i think that's the best Part of it. The other stuff is like how long. So the movie took six weeks to record and they did record it in California. I know, Juan, you recognized California in Halloween one, which, uh, yeah. yes, it was filmed in Halloween, even though 
in Halloween in California, even though it takes place in Illinois. I have right. a mini quick rant about that. <laughs> oh, go for it, man. Go for it. What we're here for. I, I always find it funny because so many films and shows are filmed in California, especially when they want this kind of perfect suburban setting. Yeah. Um, I can see why there's a lot of big trees. It's very pretty. It's idyllic. But there's one thing that I always find interesting is, I don't know if people are aware of this, California has a lot of palm trees mm-hmm. and it has mountains. So yeah. when I see films that are set in Massachusetts or Ohio <laughs> or in Haddonfield, Illinois, right, see mountains in the background or I see palm trees, I'm a little yeah. bit like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and even I remember in Dexter, um, the TV show, mm-hmm. it's set in Miami, but there are times that I'm watching, I'm thinking there are mountains in the background of, of this. Were scene. there? Really? There were, there were, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this is this is Los Angeles. Like I can clearly tell the vibe of LA versus mm-hmm. Miami. Yeah. But it's just kind of interesting because I, I do wonder, do people notice that? Like, you know, do they not? Do they just think, okay, palm trees and Haddonfield, whatever, you know? Well, let's I didn't notice palm trees. So. I, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, let's make it clear though. So in case anybody has any curiosity, there are no mountains in South Florida. At all. <laughs> At all. Zero. <laughs> no. Zero. Now, as you go up the state, there are hills, but not mm-hmm. mountains. Right. So exactly. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and as to my knowledge, I do not believe there are palm trees in Illinois. If a listener out there is from Illinois and can <laughs> tell <laughs> us, and tell us, they actually, um, I will either way, the one last fact I have um, was that it was believed that Halloween 2, it was thought by John Carpenter and the producers that it would be the last film for Michael Myers, Loomis, and Laurie Strode, but clearly not. <laughs> and that's why um, the other Halloween doesn't seem to match initially, because mm-hmm. part three is the one with the, the, the one that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. I think that's the season of the witch one with the masks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that part so. three? I think I, I, so. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it was thought to be the last of those characters. And Carpenter actually wanted to do an anthology series. But clearly they did not do that because now we have had, I don't even know how many sequels of this movie because Michael Myers just keeps living and living. And Jason and Freddie. <laughs> Freddie is the only one I can see that is still alive. Everyone else, why are you not dead? But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> we'll get into that. We will. We have to. We have, we have to, to with talk him. about that. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. At, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's meet our fabulous cast of characters. We have Laurie Strode, who is the main character. Dr. Loomis, the famous psychiatrist. The one and only Michael Myers course or i called him m&m in my notes yep me too. to make it easier okay cool we have karen who's a nurse jill another nurse virginia the charge nurse at least that's how i took it we have jimmy the nice paramedic i don't know the name of like the other paramedic that i bud. thought was a sleaze ball huh bud bud of course <laughs> of course <laughs> and the security guy who i also don't remember his name. <laughs> oh yeah, what's his name? He's security guy. Security guy. So those are our 
fabulous cast of characters. So we open with Mr. Sandman as the opening song, and we start the movie with the end of Halloween 1, which is good because it kind of gives you a refresher. If you had it, obviously it came out in 78, and this is what, four years later. VHS didn't exist, so let's catch you guys up. And we see, we get reacquainted that Dr. Loomis has shot Michael Myers six times Mm -hmm. and falls off a balcony, Mm -hmm. but walks away. Mm -hmm. Unscathed. (laughs) Not limping, not like holding on the side, just walking away. Like nothing. Like nothing. He's not even dirty. A stroll on the damn beach. I mean. And what's interesting is I, so somebody said something online, which I thought was very kind of uh, prescient in this, which was, it feels like this is almost one large movie because they, they happen one after another could almost take mm. both one and two together as the Halloween event, essentially. Okay. Mm. What I thought would have made a lot more sense then is, and I think this is a, because they obviously they didn't probably think they were going to make a sequel potentially after the first one would have been if he had shot him once and then fallen off the balcony. That would have made more sense. Well, yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. The, the six shots are what kind of make it a bit crazy. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense that he would get up and run away so easily. Exactly. And, and like I said, not limping. He's not even dirty. He does. He's not bleeding. Like, why? That doesn't make sense. Unless it yeah. presents the next question is, what is Michael Myers? Exactly. <laughs> Can I just and say there is there there is a part where Loomis says it. Yeah. He's not human. He yes. does say that. That's what drives me crazy because he, that line, one more time, the man is evil. <laughs> He's yeah. pure evil. I thought to myself, watching this, I thought, okay, let's let's go back to young Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. What is the sin he committed, right? What is a crime he committed? He killed his sister right. at the age of six. I can't imagine anybody in today's world especially that would take a six-year-old to commit a murder and say lock them up for life they're they're just there's they're irreparably evil they're not even human at this point like in my mind i'm thinking my goodness they're making him sound like he's manson or something right like this this kid killed somebody yes but the way they're like i looked into his eyes and i saw the face of of the devil himself (laughs) i'm like did nobody ever kill anybody up to this point? <laughs> and all this talk about what is that man? He's not even a man. I'm thinking to myself, where did this come from? He's not like he's supernatural. You know, it's not, I, I don't even understand that dialogue at all. So can you argue that he was created? Like maybe because he was institutionalized at such a young age and maybe Loomis created him right like like instead of the therapy working the mystique is that what it is of michael myers i mean it doesn't explain getting shot six times okay and how does a human being become supernatural yeah it doesn't explain that but i'm just talking about like the the evil part did in turn instead of loomis thinking he was helping him he was hurting the kid psychologically so he says in the film, mm. he says, I spent seven years 
trying to help him. Right. And then eight years keeping him locked up. Once I realized there was no helping him, he would just stare blankly at the wall with no remorse about what he did. Right. I still feel a bit weird because I feel like, you know, I just don't understand. They never explored the root as to why mm-hmm. this. the, well, and we'll, we'll get to this later on in the film, but there is, they bring in the occult, which. Oh yeah, they do. But I thought that was a throw in. It didn't feel organic. How would he have known about that in jail? I don't know. Unless they're saying that he is the embodiment of whatever this evil spirit is. Cause they say, well, you know, we've always tried searching for whether it's goblins or witches, whatever. What if the real evil of the occult was just within? Mm. And I'm, I'm assuming they're alluding to the idea that he was born pure evil. Okay. And at the age of six, he began manifesting that evil. They locked him away, but Mm. Loomis realized he spent seven years trying to fix him only to realize there's no fixing you because you are just a pure evil or is it evil created from this occult world mm-hmm. and you're unstoppable in that sense because you're just walking evil that's that's my interpretation but how how did he get into an occult world especially back then when i mean internet did not exist it was not accessible um they probably sure. had a limited library there especially if he's in an in a in insane asylum or whatever they're called um how would he do that is that something were his parents a cultist i was gonna say were his parents involved i don't know i yeah that's that's the part that didn't make much sense to me either unless he had this somehow intrinsic pull towards sam hain whatever i it just that's that's the point where it doesn't make sense to me, even in the original, as to why they're so insistent that he's not a man. He's just pure evil. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense to me if they had said something along the lines of he can't be saved. He can't be helped. You know, he's a he's a, just an irreparably broken individual who only knows to kill. That that makes more sense to me than some bizarre argument that he's not human, that he's undefeatable. He's pure evil. But then how do you explain a human being being able to take that many bullets falling off a balcony and then even more bullets? <laughs> and that's yeah. the part where yeah, right. it yeah. makes sense. If they had made it seem like to me, in my mind, okay, you shot him, but he's so hell bent on just murder that even limping and everything, he's going to try to get away to kill. Yeah. And that's where, that's the part where I feel like you had people sit in the room say, I want to make a movie about a guy in a mask with a knife and, you know, that's it. And then it got big and then they're like, oh shit, we kind of got to figure out a bit more of the background. Right. Maybe they were high. <laughs> they just decided to throw things together. Yeah. I don't know. And then you add the element that he's related to Lori. Right. Mm-hmm. So then is she? she's related to this evil, right? Mm-hmm. She's the little sister, which makes so- no sense. That's why I mean, there's a lot of holes in explaining what he is or isn't. Why didn't he kill the baby when he was a kid? Right. (laughs) Was the baby even there in the house? Was she sister babysitting the baby? Well, because they they said said he had a little sister um, Mm. and she was two. And the parents afterwards gave the sister up for adoption, I guess, the trauma of what happened, which I don't know why the parents would just say, you know what, just all our children are gone. (laughs) 
you know? That is strange. Uh, that is very weird. That doesn't even make sense either. It doesn't. And then the fact that the Strobes would have adopted this kid, but still live in the same town down the road. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. And, and nobody knows this? Because I don't think knows she knew they, this. A baby, yeah. No, that doesn't make, oh, wow. We just blew this whole damn thing to pieces. We just started right? like the movie's done. You know what they needed? They needed a fucking prequel to explain yes. all of this bullshit. Yeah. That's what yeah. they needed. Because listen, if 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 his parents were occultists and they were messing with the devil or whatever the hell you want to call it, that would then make sense. They yes. created this. Yes. That would know? make more sense. It would. What if they were messing around with whatever this cult was and it took over? Right. The Michael? kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That could explain some paranormal element of being able to survive six gunshots and I don't know how many movies. At this and point. I have a, a theory about this too. And Jackie, maybe you can speak a bit on this. I've always heard in the 1980s the term satanic panic, right? Yeah. This idea that like Satanism in the occult was was just kind of everywhere yeah everywhere yeah and and in the places you would never expect oh your neighbor who's so upstanding and good you know and their children are like devil worshipers or whatever mm. i wonder if that was just kind of an illusion to that of the time where mm. you know you never suspect it but the occult is even in your small town of haddonfield mm -hmm. somehow just infecting the mind of the children i don't know it could be i mean but it's just so they had to have thought, well, what about 10 years from now when everybody has forgotten this shit? How is that <laughs> going to make sense? You know what I mean? It's, Actually, yeah. Because look, back in the in the late 80s when Erica was born, okay, it was all about, oh, don't send your kid to a nursery, you know, to while you go off to work. And me, I'm like, hell no, I'm not sending my kid anywhere. She can't tell me what's wrong. That first year of her life, I was there. But that was a country, a countrywide panic because people were scared because of this, the stuff that happened at Country Walk. That, mm -hmm. that was the name of the nursery where they were abusing, you know, children, little, little kids. Oh, wow. And but is that relevant now, 10 years later or 20 years or 30 or 40? Would that have made any any of it? Is it going to be something that people would remember? I doubt very few people remember that. Yeah. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> and you're right, because actually, so the movie takes place in the late 70s, which means that mm -hmm. he would have been born in the early 60s. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or late right. Because we learn we learn yeah. in this movie, which I did find interesting. He's 21. Right. Mm -hmm. Which makes her two years younger because it's a two year difference. Right. Yeah. So she's what? I don't know. You do the math. Somebody here is. A no, she's teenager. still in high school. No, That's no, no. Right. Yeah. He's no, like no, six no, years no, older yeah. than her, right? Or four? No, he's four, four years. years older. Yes, four years Because if she was old. two and he was six when he killed She's his four. Sister. You're right. Four years yeah. younger. Mm -hmm. So 21 minus four is 17, which yeah. is, she, is her age. That's yeah. perfect. Okay. Right. So one yeah. of us can do math, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But that that explains maybe cult mania because i think that was very popular in the 60s and 70s the whole oh, yeah. manson and all of that was happening yeah. back then too yeah maybe the parents were doing something and we don't know we'll never know unless they do a prequel oh, i don't yeah i don't maybe think they're they interested in prequels anymore <laughs> 
You mean Halloween ends really means it ends? No, it's not. It's not. You, you know what I'm going with? The Harry Krishna rolled into town. The parents got in the van. <laughs> and then there it was you go. All- <laughs> that's how we have to see it. Because, I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We I think that's part of the fandom is that you figure out what makes Michael Myers. Michael Myers, <laughs> I guess. Is he a man? Is he paranormal? So, well, he's not a regular human being, according to Loomis, because he loves to say that. But, that you just cannot survive Which I know, all that shit. I can tell that that gets one. <laughs> well, and I was going to say also, I think what it is too, it's it's the fact that I'm. Well, we'll get into the rest of it. Why the governor of Illinois is getting involved and all these things. Where I'm like, uh huh. I was like, what? <laughs> but I did want to say from the original scene, which which because we are still in the beginning of the film, which is taking place in the end of the first film. Yeah. That, and, and I think the original was summed up best. It's the iconic imagery. And this is probably Carpenter's filming style. Of, do you remember when Lori's sitting by the door and she's like, Ooh, yeah, you know, like recovering from having killed Mike Myers, for, I guess the third time now. <laughs> um, right. And then his body slowly rises yes. up. Yeah, that's yes. like the best scene ever. Yes. That's yeah. the creepiness yeah. that I like. And I and that's what I was missing from this film with those. That's exactly what's absent from this film. His creep factor. You're in this film. I was not afraid or intimidated by Michael Myers. I just felt that at all. It was like okay, whatever. Like I (laughs) like the Michael Myers from the first one. Yeah. You know he's scary. This one. Yeah. yeah. And his mask is ill fitting this time too. I can't. (laughs) No, no, no. Did you notice that? The yeah. mask is like weirdly ill-fitting where I'm like, yeah, what, why does it look goofy like this? I I'm telling you, it feels like the sequel or it just feels like the sequel is the low budget and the Halloween, the original was the better made movie. And it was it's actually the opposite. I think yeah. obviously the budgets. I mean, I don't know. It just they fell off on the sequel. Yeah. But anyway, so. Oh. Okay, we yes. haven't even begun talking about the actual movie. I know. But this, <laughs> but this is, is this think... is, but we're still talking about it anyway. I mean, yep, we are, yeah. we are. And the irony, so I, I love this. I noticed it. Did you notice in the, in the beginning when he shot him the six times and he fell off the balcony? Loomis is still clicking the gun afterwards. He's not even there anymore. And I'm like, what are you doing? I just that I had I, couldn't, I had to say that. I uh, I think I you have that. a. I I know. I had a feeling you hate Loomis. <laughs> We know who your hateful character is. And also another thing that when they show the area where Jason, Jason, Jason? oh my God, my Michael Myers fell. Yeah. It's ginormous. It's abnormally big. Yeah, it is. It's a bit like the ridiculous. shading doesn't make any sense to what it was. It's not even the same angle that they <laughs> use from the first movie. No. Not the same location. Yeah. When they show it here, it's kind of off to the side of the balcony. (laughs) When they show, it's like, I I even mentioned to you, Erica, when we were watching, it's like, that thing looks ridiculously large. It looks like somebody made a snow angel, but in the grass. Right. (laughs) Right. He rolled around back and forth. (laughs) Exactly. A Michael Myers snow angel. Exactly. (laughs) And here's a fun fact, by the way. They changed the sequence from the end of the first one to the beginning of the second one. And the biggest change came in that you see Mike Myers's face in the end of the first one. Really? Yes, you do. When he huh. 
takes his mask off, you can see his face, not super clearly, but you see what he looks like. You see his dark hair, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, I noticed they just literally cut it right out. It is mm. pulling the mask off and it cuts right away. And they never show his face in the second film, mm. which interesting. is interesting because I like not seeing his face. Same. Yeah. And I was, I was surprised at the end of the first one when I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, that's what you look like? I didn't even realize that. Oh, I didn't catch. I'd have to watch the first one. It was weird. Again. It was weird. Hmm. And seeing the trailers for the new one that's coming up, Halloween End, yeah. it looks like at one point, Laurie is pulling off his mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we get to finally see him. Because now I do want to see him. Yeah. Because I want to see how disappointing he is going to be. I think they should make him a really handsome person for some reason. I think that would be off-putting instead of, because it's usually somebody creepy looking or disturbing. Or just plain, a plain person. Yeah. Too. They should make it like a super good like a looking stud? man. Actually, yeah. That would be interesting to see because you're not expecting that. You're Everybody, not expecting that. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. But the only thing I'm thinking too is he's got to be relatively old. By well, now he's old. Yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, he could still be a good looking old yeah, guy. So I'm trying to think of like a reference for like, like a George Clooney, right? Yeah. Like everybody thinks he's good looking or yeah. whatever. Something. Hey, like Clint Eastwood is really ancient, but he still has that attractiveness that he had back in the day. You can still see it's there. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Or, and I do think his face, some of it has to be burned. Because oh well yeah now, okay this yeah. guy has been in so many fires it's ridiculous. I could have sworn they chopped his head off in one of the movies and they he's probably still alive. did and he, you know he reattached it. <laughs> Went to a meat grinder. He you know got thrown off a plane probably. Because <laughs> I honestly I don't think I've seen I saw H two O once I don't remember it I saw that one that has nothing to do with Michael Myers once and I haven't seen anything else. Mm-hmm. in between i saw what did we see kill no the most recent one mom the, the remakes? oh no 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 um so the one that that's coming out is halloween ends halloween kills right. the one before that the, the, I of, don't the, know new, the of the new trilogy i yes, don't know what yes. the first one is yeah what i forget it the name halloween yeah, again or something <laughs> Why not? And begin in the middle. Halloween yeah. in the middle. <laughs> there's po- there's people screaming at us saying I the know. name of the movie. I'm but sure anyway. they are now. But thank they you are. guys for screaming at us. We love it. We love yes. it. Because I've done it too. I've done it too where I'm like, oh my God, I know the name. Why don't yeah. I know the name? Anyway, so the point is he gets dropped off this balcony and he starts walking around the neighborhood. Like nothing yeah. happening. And he's... He, this is the only time he acts like Michael Myers is at the beginning when he creeps into that old people's house and does that weird that I'm standing behind you and you don't know I'm behind you mm-hmm. um, in that old lady's kitchen. I don't know if he stole the knife or not. He did. He, he steals did. the knife because when she goes back, there's just blood on okay. the cutting board. So, I think yeah. I, I looked down when I was taking yeah. notes and then he um, creeps up on some other teenager you know, he sneaks into her house and then he strangles her. So he strangles women. Yes. Mm-hmm. He strangles women. Hmm. So you, you think there's something. Yeah. Personally perverse about him in that sense. Yeah. Because he strangled her. And you're yeah. pointing out that he strangled. The other ones. in The, the other ones. One. That's right. 
Well, huh. and that's the part that I think is weird because he had the knife. Right. He strangle these people. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me. And he drowned the nurse. It's, it's still did, strangling, kind of. He, he injected the other nurse. Right. One. I, I mean, I, I, it I is what I think is just more strange is how he's so iconic with the knife that he barely uses. And he barely. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe it's later, like in the many, many sequels, it turns into like the classic slasher with a knife situation. Or maybe, guys, maybe he just uses it for special occasions. Oh, maybe that could be, you know, sure, like yeah. maybe you're not worth a knife thrust you know like no you're not worth it you're more like i'm gonna strangle you bitch that kind of thing you know I mean, or or you i'm gonna I, what did he do to the guy in the spa i don't even remember <laughs> he strangles him He's, oh Does there he? you go he strangled him too with a wire yeah he has That's like a right. oh yeah all right so never mind i was trying to go off on this theory but i do think he he kills the women more brutally yeah, at least in these two, I don't know about later in sequels. I don't remember. It Some feels sort of like pleasure. he, maybe I don't know, because why did he go kill his sister? Right, like I don't know. I'm just, I'm probably adding more to it, but it seems like the women are getting killed more brutally than the men. Yeah, well, kinda. I have a question for you guys mm-hmm. because this is the part of the film right right off the beginning where I already got upset and I checked out and I was like, you know what? Now I'm a, now I'm angry. <laughs> Why did he kill this random girl next door? Why? Right. I don't know. It, it makes no sense that he's evading the police. In theory, he still wants to go after Lori, right? right. He knows he has killed. That's his mission. That's his main opus or whatever. Yeah. And yet he randomly gets a knife and decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the neighbor's next door and just <laughs> kill this woman. Right. Just for, just for no reason. Just because. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is the point where I feel like the film wanted to just it, it it doubled the body count from the first yeah. one. Oh yeah for yeah. sure and they were just like you know what we just gotta kind of get the kills started so let's just have him walk into a house and murder a young woman just just because yeah and I'm thinking this makes no sense I would have almost rather if he had broken into the house to get the knife she discovers him and then he kills her right that would at least make some sense this was just absurd that he was like Oh, that's right. Let me just kill somebody really quick so I can, can you know, recharge my whatever. Uh, I think that that was thrown in there for the sake of throwing in a first kill. So there was that no- is the first kill in the movie, I think. Yes, it is. It yes. is. So I think it was just a sign of the times at this point. They're competing with Friday the 13th and let's just kill right off yeah. the bat and make it nonsensical because it really doesn't make any sense he literally went into her house just to kill her he already had a knife he didn't need another one exactly and he didn't gain anything from going to her house or is that where he found out well either way it would have been after he killed her i don't know where at what point he hears on the radio where Lori is even more reason like why did you kill her (laughs) yeah this this killing took place at 12 minutes okay Mm -hmm. In the first film, it it you know obviously except for the the sister's death in the beginning, yeah. Right. First kill we see is Annie, which takes place like more than but half that's way, way later, yeah. way right. way later. Yeah. In this one, they're like, oh, the audience has been restless for ten minutes. Let's give them a kill. <laughs> Let them throw that shit in there, man. But you, but you use the right word. The audience is restless. Let's give them the action right off. 
Let's mm-hmm. not do what Halloween did, which was, yes, you had the sister at the beginning, but then you had a good build, right? Because right. you had him creeping in the neighborhood, which was my favorite part, was yeah. him creeping around Lori. Right. And giving you the audience that suspense of like, what is it with this guy? And mm-hmm. now we're just, you're, it's a sign of what, what mom said. It's Friday the 13th. Let's get the kills in. We're just making this a slasher movie. We're right. not adding. That's why I think the cult thing was like a throw in to try to add a story, but it mm-hmm. didn't feel connected and concise. Like it, it had no substance. Been. It had no right. substance at all. Right. At all. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I don't know if you noticed when Lori got taken away in the, in the ambulance, there was wood paneling. Oh, in the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. The that set was- decor was so ugly. In the hospital, in the houses, in the ambulance. <laughs> but like in the, in, in the hollow in the first Halloween, it is set in the 70s and the decor is from there, but it doesn't it doesn't seem as tacky or cheesy mm-hmm. as it but does in now. this one, I think you I, I'm as I'm talking or as we're talking about it, I actually think it's the lighting that they're using in this movie. It is dark again, by the way. It is dark, but it's not creepy dark. No, it's cheesy dark because then they throw in like hyperbolic, like bright lights in some parts where it just makes it look shitty. And I think that's where his mask starts mm-hmm. to look really shitty Yeah, in those parts. So it's like, eh. mm. so Lori gets to the hospital and this is where this is where I start. Yeah. Let, let, let me preface all of this. <clears throat> yes, I am a nurse in my daytime life. Right. <laughs> Um, I did a semi rant about this on a episode with Josh from horror movie crew on cocktails. We went off on a rant about hospitals and it's going to happen again here (laughs) because (laughs) I just, I know it's a movie, so we have to throw some logic out the window, but then there is some logic that is not sound. Okay. Because (laughs) it also shows the signs of the time, like when Lori came into the ER these people were not wearing gloves. I mean, did they not wear gloves in the 70s in the hospital? I'd be interested to find that out. And the the doctor's drinking coffee while yeah. they're examining this glory. <laughs> I'm like, are, excuse me, sir. Like, what are you doing? The nurses are wearing dresses, which is beyond me. I don't understand <laughs> this. And a hat. And a hat. And, and really I'm tight like, dresses at that, by the way. Yeah. Too. So some of the nurses are wearing really tight dresses. The other ones yes. they put like in the regular, but for the tall, thin, pretty nurse, they're like, oh, you can be in this tiny, skin tight white dress. Know, white right. dress. Yes. Which I'm just like, this is absurd. I mean, that I can't argue too much because I know they did wear them back mm-hmm. then, but just seeing it isn't like this is so not practical. It's ridiculous. I don't even know why that existed. Are they in heels too? No, they weren't wearing heels. Okay. At least That's I don't think so. No, they weren't no. wearing heels. That would be they the weren't. ultimate, like, no. <laughs> like, that would be so ridiculous. Yeah. But that already has me, like, you know, they're touching her. And then they they go to draw blood on her arm. Okay, fine. With no gloves. That, that already freaks me out. That's, like, a red flag. Mm. But then on top of that, they give her... Uh, an injection i think a tetanus shot it was a a they gave they gave her the tetanus (laughs) shot first and then they go to give her something else well whatever the point is though they give the tetanus shot in the same vein where they're drawing blood 
You don't give a shot there. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, for those who don't know, where would a tetanus shot be given? In a muscle? Yes. It wouldn't go into a vein. Right. No. <laughs> okay. And and let me just point And that's out- only the beginning. That's just the beginning of the ongoing hospital rant. <laughs> yes. And I back you up 1000%. <laughs> and and I also want to say too, we ended the first film with Lori still lucid. Why is she passed out in the stretcher unconscious? Like literally totally. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, same. Then, yeah, and then the weird thing is if you notice, it was a very subtle thing. They did a time jump. The time was jumping back and forth in the beginning of the film, which they never mentioned, which made no sense. Because I'm thinking, wait a minute, you had the sheriff and others talking as if they've already, they said, oh, the media has been alerted and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, the media would take a few hours to get to the scene till it was released. Especially back off. then. Back yeah, then, especially. Yeah. yeah. So they did jump ahead a few hours later mm. into the night. But yeah. then with the boy scene, I'm thinking, wait a minute, has she been at the scene for hours? Did it just like leave her there? But right. Thinking, mm. So no. Then we jump back in time to right afterwards. So they put her on the stretcher. <laughs> so I was confused. At first, I thought, well, wait a minute. Is the response time that bad for the ambulance that they took about like three hours to arrive on scene? <laughs> then this is my favorite part. The ambulance is taking her code three, you know, lights and sirens blaring down the street where I'm thinking there's nobody out on the streets. They don't even need these lights and sirens. I know, right? The second thing is I thought she barely got stabbed. You could see that he's like kind of missing her. So, yeah. But they make it sound like we got to rush into the hospital. God knows what condition she's in. <laughs> this is my hair part. She arrives at the hospital, right? And the first thing they say is, they say is a possible wound to her shoulder. Paramedics assess you at the scene. Right. They just load you in the stretcher. Oh, you know what? Who knows what happened? I'm just <laughs> throwing the stretcher. And we'll figure it out. They triage you when you get to the scene. They evaluate right. you. They put you in the ambulance. They're still treating you in the ambulance. Right. Yeah. And then my favorite part is they get there. The ENTs don't hang out with a patient by the bedside. No. Oh, yeah. They give well, report. They sure. give report to the nurse and they go away. They go away. They don't just sit there like, yeah, you know what? Hey, I'm just chatting with the patient right here. You know, yeah. do you need help injecting her? And then, and then, this is my crazy part. Out of nowhere, when we first arrived at the ambulance, there is a mother and the, her child. The child ate a razor. Uh-huh. I'm assuming in yes. bed candy or something. Yes. The razor is lodged in their mouth, which is a horrific injury. And that, yeah. that, that actually, yeah. that was the scariest part of the film. When I saw that, I was horrified. <laughs> yeah. They that go is in and the, the intake nurse, who, by the way, is done up with makeup and all wonderful, this and that. And she goes, I have some forms for you to fill out. Just take a seat. Are you kidding me? Right. I know. Yeah. All, this is this is a that's uh, emergent. That's an emergent. You know, this, yeah. this kid has a razor in his mouth. You know, I mean, and they're just like the doctor will see you whenever they can. Meanwhile, Lori comes in with a probably barely a scratch, and they're like, rush her in, rush her in. I was priorities. I was priorities. <laughs> the hell if the kid bleeds to death. Who knows? Fucking yeah. it's his fault yeah. for biting into the apple. We know. We have the privilege of having a nurse on this chat. Please tell me that they would never handle a razor blade lodged into the roof of the mouth with such just passe, blase. No, no, that would be immediate. Like all of this, the whole hospital, even the paramedic thing, like you're saying, they would be on it from the minute they get there. Even 
I don't know. They just seem so nonchalant about Lori. Yes, she's not. Definitely. She's not like the kid. But like, what are you doing? I don't. And the way they were talking about her in the car, in the ambulance. Because they were talking about her like she was not there. Yeah. And one of them, whatever, Bug, Bud, whatever his name is. The other one. Bud. He made some really nasty. I don't remember what it was, but he made an off-color comment. Yeah. That was just inappropriate. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think these people were paramedic. They were just some guys that lived in the city and they didn't have any. And they're like, okay, you will drive this vehicle that will take people to this building. Maybe that was, it. that was their training. Maybe and sometimes um smaller towns have a volunteer, but they paramedics. train them somewhat. Yeah, they they always they have to be licensed. To it's train also them. 1978. Well, and hold on, this is a transporting agency. So if they're transporting, True. you know, I don't know. here's what got me also crazy too. Is so just background. Erica works as a nurse in her day job. <laughs> you like day that, right? My day job. Fire. <laughs> on the technological side, right? I do technology for PD and fire. Right. All like this would always have PD units attached, even if it came in as a medical. The fact that it involves uh, multiple crimes and everything and the 187s, you would have units and officers assigned to this call. The officers would never allow Lori, who is a survivor of an at-loose serial killer to be transported alone and they yes exactly yes they have officers present on scene at the hospital yeah even at a minimum to take statements from her to try to catch the guy on the loose (laughs) so that was it's fine this is one of my pressing questions at the end if i mean it's just piggybacking on exactly what you said why didn't they have a cop at Lori's bedside Mm-hmm. There should have been one stationed with her mm-hmm. because she's a survival from survivor from this mass murderer who they is literally never, out yeah. to get her. What they are you doing? But not only that, it's that it did not occur to anyone, not even Loomis. Okay. <laughs> At one any favorite. moment that, oh, she's being hauled off to the hospital. Maybe somebody else should be there. It didn't occur to anybody. Right. At all. It was like, oh, she's off to the hospital. She's fine. The only one who seemed to care was the charge nurse that was trying to get in touch with her parents and couldn't get in contact with her. That was the only person who seemed to think outside that somebody should be there. Right. Somewhat. And she was wearing pants. Yeah. She was wearing pants. Yes. You know, the only real nurse. The The only real nurse. And smiled and just hooked up with everybody in the background. So that's the next thing. Because then the, the whole thing, ha- they triage Lori. They put her in a room. And then they show that the paramedics are hanging out in the lounge. <laughs> Nurses lounge. That I doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Like, we don't chit-chat with paramedics because they're not there. They usually come, they pick up the patient, and they leave. Like, you just give them a report. Peace out. Next. Like... <laughs> They don't hang out like that. They have to be on call for the next call coming in. You know, they have to be. Why aren't they at a fire station? Or or, or stationed anywhere. They have to be on call. Exactly. Right. They're just like hanging out there. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Unless that's what it was back then or in that small town. I honestly don't think that's how it was. I know. Okay. I don't know either. That's why I'm like, maybe. No, no. But I just found that hilarious. I'm like. 
do people think this is what it is? Because this is not how it is. I'm telling you as a big thing, like TV has made nursing um, and like medical life seem completely different than what it really is. I'm like, it's, it's not Grey's Anatomy. I know I've never watched it, but I've seen like previews. And I'm like, it's not like this. Like they're hanging out all the time. We're just hanging. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's no time to hang out. There's no time. Exactly. And flirting. And flirting and no, all the time. There's no time for this shit. Everyone knows that after a 12 hour shift of you doing all the exhausting work you do, all you want to do is put on your makeup, do your hair and start flirting with your coworkers. Of course. Of course. That's exactly what we want to do. I mean, (laughs) come on, charting paperwork. What is that? Fuck it. And who cares? Fuck that shit. Yeah. Let the patient die. No problem. I'm not checking on anybody. I'll just go flirt with a paramedic. Like, come on. (laughs) And there's a lot more to be said about this hospital too later on, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's but, that's an uh, ongoing problem. Ongoing. <laughs> and you brought up a good point because so, the next scene is Dr. Loomis at this point is is essentially, you're right. Instead of saying, let me be with Lori, let me figure out, let me, let's hunt for my house. He says, I want to go back to the house or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, you know, and he's hanging out with the sheriff. First of all, why are the sheriffs entertaining Dr. Loomis like this. There's a the point where he starts cocking the gun in the car. You would never have an SO with uh, a random civilian with a with a with a firearm on him, cocking he's waving it around. And he's waving it around. Like, oh, this is all fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the SOs just seem to literally be like, all right, what do you want to do, Dr. Loomis? The, clearly, they're not even opening an investigation. They're not actively hunting this individual, not doing anything. They're just they're just following Dr. Loomis around. He keeps talking. He's not a man. He's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. Can I then speak about this next part? You go for it, man. You are good. This it's is all yours. Where they murder poor Ben Tramer. Okay. Where he gets killed due to the ineptitude of everyone involved. Especially Loomis. Especially Loomis. Yes. For some context, poor Ben Tramer. The only other time we hear about him is in the first film. Do you? Well, because you just saw it, so I don't, yes. I didn't, okay. So Annie, who is uh, Lori's, one of her friends, and yeah. very flirtatious. That's the one. cop's daughter, I think, right? Cop's daughter. Okay. Yes. okay. She is kind of jokingly lamenting that Lori has no one to take her to the prom. So as a bit of a prank, mm. as a joke, whatever, she calls up Ben Tramer and says, hey, Lori likes you. Why don't you ask her to the prom? And Ben Tramer is then excited and going to ask Lori out to the prom. Lori being mm. the... Yeah, fun stick in the mud is like, oh no, oh, why would you do that? No, oh, my God, Annie, tell her, tell him no. So basically, all Ben Tramer is thinking right now is I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I get to take uh Lori uh Stokes, whatever her Strode. name is. Stokes. Strode. 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 Strode to the prom. He's so excited. Poor guy is probably going out trick-or-treating, maybe get her some nice candy to show up at her house, you know, because she can't trick-or-treat. And then Dr. Loomis is, gets out of the car, yeah. sees somebody, a random person, doesn't allow the SO to do his job yeah. and assess the scene and take down, you know, and, you know, stop, whatever, drop your weapon, you know. He starts waving the gun wildly that he wants to just shoot this random person, okay? This poor individual, Ben Tramer, is terrified that this crazy man in a trench coat is waving a gun at him. <laughs> So he runs clearly as anybody would to get away right. from this threat, which is Dr. Loomis at this point. Right. The road. For some reason, you have another SO squ- blaring down the street <laughs> at God knows what speed, 
plows into him. Yeah, I know. Makes no effort to break. Instead, slams <laughs> into a parked vehicle. For some reason, even though the accident wasn't that high of an impact, both vehicles <laughs> burst into flames, blow up, pinning poor Ben Tramer <laughs> against the vehicle. And still, Dr. Loomis is ah, flailing wildly as to be restrained by the sheriff's officer who at no point decides, hey, listen, you're out of control. You need to be restrained. Give me your gun. You know, we're, right. we're, we're detaining you just because you're a threat to yourself at this point <laughs> and the community at large. No, 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 no. They just are asking, is this him? Is this him? <laughs> this poor burning man who you have no idea what he looks like under the mask. Is this him? <laughs> Tell me, doctor. <laughs> This is all insane this entire time. This is insane. I, I cannot. Please proceed. I've ranted. Well, you've uh, done the ranting for us for that scene because we were like. Yeah, okay. that was insane. The way he just like went after this poor guy. And, uh, I mean, and the cops, okay. Was, Obstruction. Okay. Obvi- here's the thing. If Michael Myers had been captured, he went this and and it went to trial. It would have been a mistrial because <laughs> Bloom has fucked up all the goddamn evidence. Every shred of it was a contaminated crime scene from Every beginning scene. to end. Every and scene. he would have gone free. <laughs> Trampling all over the evidence, oh walking God. around, still armed with his gun, waving it around. All these officers, none of which you seem to know what the hell they're doing at this point. Are you hunting the guy? Are you not? What's going on? Oh my god. You guys are killing me a mistrial. <laughs> but think about it. They are running around. They're not documenting jack shit. That's true. Okay. And they have this idiot doctor there, like, oh, 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 with a gun. And all this- he's evil. And- he's evil. Exactly. He's not a man. And he's he's contaminating the scene of the crime. And at the end of the oh scene, when they alert the officer to come, right? Like, oh, we need you to come where because they found that his daughter is dead. Loomis just jumps in the back of the car. <laughs> Somebody's regular car. These doors are locked, <laughs> you know? And you wouldn't just be jumping into the car. Like, what? <laughs> it's utter insane. Now there's another crime scene to process because now you've murdered another an innocent person. It's manslaughter right now for poor Ben Schramer. Who a, minor. With this. And and a, a minor. And a minor. And a minor, yes. And his poor parents are probably going to be horrified. But you, you know, know it's going to be a mistrial too. <laughs> And Loomis will be free. <laughs> not Michael Myers. The cops there aren't doing anything either. Oh my god! And, yeah, and, and this is the part where I was confused because this is when they all they they learned that his daughter is among the dead. Right. But, where I'm like thinking to myself, wait a minute, but Lori's already in the hospital. And everything they knew this. They knew that there were multiple. They, deaths. they right. Yeah. So at this point, and they hadn't announced the time jump yet. They didn't. They never announced it, but they hadn't even alluded to it. So I'm thinking to myself. My first thought was. Wait a minute. Does the media know that there are three dead bodies, but yet the actual police officers that doesn't know, right? Doesn't know that it's his daughter. What? Wait, even funnier is Loomis telling him, Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go. You should attend to that. He's like, Oh, well, thank you, Captain Obvious, for the information. What? And, and then this is the next part, just because this will tie in just really quick before we move on. This is the part I don't understand. When they bring the SO to the scene, 
to show him his dead daughter. They right. don't even have the courtesy of letting him inside to see his daughter. Right. To, yeah. to bring her out in private. They wheel her out in front of everybody so that the officer can see his daughter dead in front of the media crew. Yeah, and they do a show and tell. And his <laughs> first reaction is to point to Lewis and say, this is your fault. He did. He Why did. are they blaming Lewis? There was a mass outbreak at the student psychiatric <laughs> facility. Lewis wasn't even there. <laughs> wasn't even there that's the one defense we can give loomis he was not there for that that is true but they're all like you you did this what that's not fair that definitely is not fair the rest i mean the rest is kind of his fault like killing this poor guy is just yeah no it's on him that's on him So everybody's blaming Loomis for this, which is insane, you know, and, and and my next favorite part is they're just convinced now that we got Mike Myers, even though you have no idea if you actually caught him. Right. And you would never just assume that based on a random mask. But, you know, at right. least the nightmare is over. <laughs> sure. For now. For now. <sighs> we cut back to the hospital scene or hospital. Yeah. And now this is where we see that Karen... So, and this is, we can start this rant now. This, this hospital is so abandoned and I don't understand why. I just don't get it. I don't get it. You work as a nurse. Do you you find that medical facilities are generally just empty and abandoned? Every day. Do they not even turn the lights on in these facilities? They're (laughs) always, it's always a dungeon, apparently. (laughs) So I worked night shift for a little while. I will say that it, I mean, it is less busy. Don't get me wrong. But when you're in a unit, which is where Lori is, she's in a unit or on a floor, there's multiple nurses around. I mean, every floor has multiple nursing stations. You have the assistants, you have somebody there. It's not just one nurse randomly walking around. And what made this even worse is that they had babies there. Yeah, they had the wards mixed together. Which is weird. And what made this worse is that usually maternity wards are like locked down security. Like there's no way you're getting in there without like passing security and a nurse. And and they, everybody just walks in. Just walks in. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And well, but but look at the security guard. Well, you know, you have one, one security guard, which yeah. also doesn't make sense. Two cameras for this whole facility. I mean, the hospital isn't huge, but it's big. It's multiple mm-hmm. floors, which means yeah. you need more than one security camera to make this happen. More than one security guard, even if it's night shift, I would think you would need it more because you don't know what the fuck is going on at mm-hmm. night. And it's just like, what is happening? And the whole dark thing, yes, there is like a light out time where we, you dim the lights because but the patients not pitch are sleeping, black. but not pitch black like this, where you're wondering what the fuck is around every corner. <laughs> no, but one time I will say I got scared um, at the hospital. One time I had to take a specimen to a lab and it was really far away from the unit. And even though the whole way was lit, it was kind of creepy because there weren't people around where I was like, oh, but wow. were those areas where they do like um, testing was, and shit like that. Exactly. It wasn't like patient room, uh, an area where patients. Exactly. Are. Right. Exactly. That makes but, sense. I get it. Yeah. You know. But where there's patient like there's oh, like I said, there's nurses. The nurse's station is lit up like a Christmas tree. Here it was like dead of night. 
Like, how do you even chart? Can you see? Because one I don't see you bitches looking. <laughs> yeah, there's also one doctor on call only. Does, one doctor know, for who the drinks coffee over patients. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and one nurse at the intake station, you know, just. And two nurses, right? Because there was that, the other one too. And they yeah. are mm-hmm. all made up in dresses. And <laughs> technically, Karen doesn't count because she went and flirted and had her hot tub moment scene now. Well, and, and because nurses go into, you know, physical therapy rooms and hot tub, it was a paramedics, right? Because yeah. that's normal behavior. That Super. happens all the time. Oh, my feet hurt. I'm just going to take a dip. <laughs> <laughs> but the doctor, just let the doctor know. Just what the doctor around. ordered. I need some heat therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and so can I just say, too, yeah, that, yeah. so this is the other crazy part. As the scene is beginning, and let, let me know, Erica, again, with your critique. <laughs> They discharge. It was apparently a little boy. They discharge the boy yeah. with the razor in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After like minutes. That, I mean, I think that kid would have been there. If they didn't discharge him the same day, they might, but I mean, it would take hours. In those days, they would have probably kept him. And overnight. probably kept him because yeah. actually that probably needs stitches for sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. that poor kid needs pain meds. Like that's, that's awful. But then Lori stays for what oh no well her foot broke right that they have to cast it or something they did that yeah she had a fracture Mm -hmm. that they were going to put a cast on the next day because they can't do that at night apparently for some odd awful reason because because you (laughs) know werewolves come out when you put cast on at night or something because i guess the the doctor that's drinking coffee can't do a cast well his hands are all fucking jittery From the coffee. Uh There's coffee in that mug, okay? The doctor is hitting the hooch. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. And can I point out one other thing too, which is it's my understanding that hospitals are expensive to run. They're not cheap facilities. Right. And so there is actually a big problem in the U.S. of hospitals closing down. Mm -hmm. I don't know the size of Haddonfield. It doesn't seem to be a particularly giant town. Yeah. I'm shocked that it even has a hospital in the first place. But typically, if you're going to have a hospital, to be able to run a hospital, you require patients. Right. Hospital and soldiers run on their own goodwill. You, they you don't? Oh, yeah, Wait. surprisingly. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you can't have a hospital with just a couple babies and like one patient. And Lori, right. And Lori, say, yeah, like this, yeah. this is the hospital. I didn't you said it's a big hospital too. It's yeah. big. It was three floors. Was I mean, three that's pretty floors. big. I counted it. Three floors plus Surgery the basement. Room. Yeah, trauma yeah. rooms, even physical therapy rooms. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's a hot tub. And an ER. They had an and ER it, too, because some places ER. don't have one, but yeah, they have one. So, I mean, I. There I were know. no patients. There were None. no patients. <laughs> there were like two babies and Lori. Right. <laughs> they even discharged one of the potential patients that they could have had. They were like, just right, oh, oh. right, like, the kid. Get out. Out, exactly. out, out you go. It's just a razor blade. Don't be such a baby. <laughs> it's yeah. not a big deal. All the <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, hair all done up and these yeah. tight little outfits. And I mean, I'm thinking, what? What in the hell is this? No, no, no. I'm, I'm too tired. Let's go. No makeup. <laughs> we, we got shit to do. I got to run around. I got to sweat. Let's do it. Like, no. there's no time for that. No, no, no. <laughs> but But apparently Karen wanted to take a dip in the hot tub with Bud. Mm-hmm. And... I thought this this kill I thought was brutal. Him 
like drowning her in the that scalding water. water. In the yeah. Water. But we jumped ahead though. Did we? Yes, because we forgot the security guard kill. Uh, oh, that yeah. was before? That was before. Yeah, yeah. that was before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they and find the- out that the phone lines are all down. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mike they Myers, send him, yeah. yeah, to go check it. An expert in cutting the phone lines, apparently. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. How did he know about that? He's been he in jail. Win? Yeah. He's been in jail. Like, how does he know? How did he even kill the, the security guard? I Honestly, I don't even... Did he strangle him too? Oh, with a hammer. No. With oh, a hammer. The hammer. hammer. Yeah, sorry, I just yeah. read that. Yeah. So, because this made no sense. He <laughs> literally, the security guard goes, is, is he's supposed to be finding that why the utility pole, the telephone poles are whatever, the utility lines aren't working. Yeah. Because the tool shed, of all the tools, thinks something's wrong. There's a tool missing. Why the security guard would be noticing the tool shed is beyond me. <laughs> Spend the next like 10 minutes wandering around. I don't know why mm-hmm. we took so long to watch him wander around. Say can we just kill him already? He's obviously going to die. It was you know? B-roll. That's what that was. They needed B-roll. <laughs> but it didn't even add anything. Like, there wasn't any tension. It's exactly what you're saying, Juan, that it was... You, you knew he was going to die. Just kill the damn guy and move on. Like, we know yeah. we're, he's not going to find the damn phone line. And, and when he does, what is he going to do? <laughs> right. I mean, really. He's not an electrician. Right. Does he know what the hell he would do? He's going to connect the, the lines together? I mean, what? That's so true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, what is he going to do? Yeah. And that's where the other nurse was like standing watch for him. She held this big ass walkie talkie from yeah. 1981. It's like the size of her head. <laughs> which now you can just put in your ear from what yes. I've seen in other movies. And she's like, I can't hear you. Where are you? And she's switching like the channels. It's like, but she's dead. Like, move on. Go chart. Let's yeah. go chart. Go chart. You're really after them charts. Well, remember, she's yeah. like, I have to go. I'm really busy. I have to go. Like, yeah, no yeah because they have tons of patients. You but know? at least I will give her that at least she seemed the most urgent with being busy, even though there is nothing to do at that hospital. Apparently. And the chart nurse, because the, the other one's like, la di da. I'll just, apparently, she's always late to work. Like, she's a great nurse, but you're always so late. But, you know, step it up, Karen. Yeah, she stepped it up. Mm-hmm. in the tub well and then after this is so after this is when we we switch back now to loomis and the so's who are frankly so blase about the fact that they just had like a 400 percent increase in their homicide rate overnight in their mm-hmm. town yeah like this is chicago or something and it's totally normal to have these bodies everywhere and then, and then we come to this next scene where I, I was about to start throwing shit at the TV. Oh, God. They arrive at Mike Myers' house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where an angry mob has gathered, an angry mob of townspeople has gathered to begin pelting the house with stones and bricks and eggs. A house that has been abandoned for 40 years. Right. Yep. I don't even know how the people are even fully aware yet of the history of Mike Myers or let alone his full scale involvement in this. Why anyone would think in their minds at the dead of night at midnight to say, I'm going to put on my robe and storm down to the abandoned Myers house to take out my rage at the fact that he killed these random people. What? And then the sheriff's office would just allow people to be gathered at this potential crime scene. Again, a mistrial. 
again, yeah. And then <laughs> there's mistrial. <laughs> yeah, and they're insisting, despite it, they've searched the house up and down. Mike Myers has to be here then if he's not elsewhere. What? Why, Why would he be there? Exactly. Why would, be there? Why would you allow the townspeople to stand around and pelt the house with things? Why do people even care about this scenario? True. What's true? All it was so unsensical this entire time. It would be, it made no sense in the dead of night. People would be going to sleep. They'd be they'd be terrified. They'd be scared. You know. Mm, yeah. I don't understand this angry village mob. <laughs> Who does this? Could you imagine? For show, they wanted to start a riot. They wanted to start a riot against the abandoned house. <laughs> To take the rage out. Yep. It is important to note in that scene where it's, I think it's the sheriff or one of the officers that's with Loomis offers him a cigarette. Loomis takes it and he also takes his lighter. (laughs) But it is important because he uses the lighter later Mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. I just didn't, because initially you're like, why is it you're not even smoking what are you doing like and it takes him forever to light up the damn cigarette like he takes it and he just holds it in his hand like okay i got one (laughs) yeah mind you mike myers is still loose nobody seems to care there's no manhunt there's no first of all in any situation by the way you'd have multiple jurisdictions ascending i don't know where the hell haddonfield is If they, if they have a sheriff's office, you'd have adjacent counties. You'd have the state sending people. In. This wouldn't just be casually like, hey, by the way, right. like five people or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just relax. Like, just, you know, take it in stride. Right? Take it. Exactly. Taking it in stride. No big deal. Yeah. <sighs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Where are we now? Because so- I'm. Well, now we're going back. They, they they suspect it's Ben Tramer because that's when the person, these other kids are like, hey, by the way, Ben Tramer isn't home. I guess they just, they just were just curious reason why. So yeah. they just decided to deduce two and two and say, oh, he's not home. He must be the dead victim, most likely. <laughs> um, so that it might not be Mike Myers. We got to check it out as if this wasn't going to be checked out anyways. Not right. now. So then we go back to the hospital and this is where the ENTs and the nurses Start getting a hot mess. This is where we see Karen coming in, and she was like, "I could have cut you with these blunt scissors." Yeah, you know. Which, by the way, we we still use those scissors. That exact same style. That's actually remained relevant. That weird blunt end type. Yeah, because it protects you. The tip is rounded, so because obviously all that stuff is in our pockets, so Mm -hmm. we don't get stabbed by it. And when we're cutting, it doesn't stab the person. So it's a safety mechanism. She could have stabbed him, though, apparently. Apparently. I don't know how, but I mean, I guess with anything, if you put enough power. Okay, anyway, I digressed on a pair of scissors. But yes, they go and flirt now with her buddy. Then, mind you, so now at this point, we are closing in on the probably about 45, 50 minute mark. Mm hmm. Um, and we see Lori again. It's been almost an hour. We've barely seen Lori. Barely. Mm. Been in the stretcher, complained, don't put me to sleep because she doesn't want to be out of it because she knows Mike Myers is, is still out there. Right. Her. And essentially at this point now she's gone crazy and hallucinating. I don't know. Yeah. Is this from the set it, Erica? Explain to me. Do senators <laughs> make them hallucinate like this? I don't really understand. So, I mean, yeah, if they gave her something pretty strong... And clearly she's not used to it. It could make you very 
that'll loo- be you know, very loopy. The only thing I know it's a little bit later, but it's fine. I don't understand what happened when they walked in there at some point and she's just like dead staring. Yeah. Yeah. That part I didn't get. I'm like, what what happened here? I have a theory about that when we get to it. Okay. Cause I'm like, uh, weren't you just kind of drowsy? I don't know. Okay. So we'll we'll get to that then. Um so and Jimmy has a crush on her. That's the yes. nicer paramedic guy. Yes. He has like a crush on her. And the charge nurse is like, get out of here, guy. Like, <laughs> leave her alone. The the whole you can't have a relationship with patients, but you can with a nurse. So <laughs> that seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. I guess. And that's where we learn that Karen and the other paramedic are like flirty with each other. They've been together clearly already. Flirty. What are you talking about? They're in butt naked in a jacuzzi. <laughs> well, but, but they flirt first and then now they're going to show them in this jacuzzi. She's like, I got to go back to work. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got to stay here. Let's take a dip. <laughs> so there are funny tropes from slasher films. And one of them that I like, and I, I think part of this is the political context of the time. So you mm-hmm. had obviously the counterculture, the Vietnam War, the long hot summers, all the violence and everything and the chaos. Yeah. And then the 70s and like, you know, the kind of the hippie vibes and the and then you had had a lot of economic difficulties in the late 70s mm-hmm. um, and the gas cr- crisis, all these things going on. In 1980, Ronald Reagan wins, ushering in the new dawn of conservatism. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of new push for the new morning in America. We're going to re- reclaim our Christian roots as a nation and blah, 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 blah. So at this time, one of the theories I've heard with slasher films is they sort of did a play on this, this kind of uh, re-conservatism of America and re-Christianizing in that there is a common trope that the quote, sluts must die, mm-hmm. in the process, right? It's the ones who survive are always the ones who are more demure, more shy, right. more virginal. If they are virgin, even more chance of surviving. Right. Um, and it's usually the ones that are the most sexually liberated or provocative or flirtatious. They got to go because, yeah. you know, clearly mm-hmm. they don't fit this new age. So I wrote my notes, the quote, sluts must die. And in this case, Mike Myers decided that Karen was being a little bit too frisky in the hot tub and she had to go out. <laughs> and well, first, yeah. First well, actually, was- he kills the, the guy first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and first he, it was blood. The guy does the what what I call um fa- in in a way famous last words because they noticed the hot tub was getting hotter, which mm-hmm. obviously Michael Myers was uh, manipulating. And he goes, "Okay, I'll go check it out." Yeah, never say that. Never say yeah, I'll be back. you know you're dead in a go horror movie if, if you say that shit. I yeah. mean, that's in that's in Scream, right? They say mm-hmm. that like don't say those things. That's the famous last words. Well, it was for him too because mm-hmm. he got strangled by what i don't even it was i just saw it and i don't remember some kind of hook well i think it was a cord yeah but we did get to see a nice shot of man ass so applaud 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 for some man ass i like that man ass man ass (laughs) (laughs) and then we get a we get a full frontal of karen which i wasn't expecting even though i know the sister was naked at the beginning of halloween Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. shocking when you see it in these old movies. It's still like, oh shit, oh, okay. Well, and we got to see Annie as well, and we got to see yeah. Linda. In the 
Oh, that's yeah. right. Actually, it was a lot of nudity. Yeah, yeah there was. One. I mean, anytime oh. you show your boobs, you got to die on the movie. That's that's Mike Myers is, you know. Yeah, uh, that's the slasher 101. Slasher 101. So we got to see the boobs and I said, oh, Karen, I shouldn't have seen that. Now you're going to die. Yep. 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 Boy, did she die. She did. And I actually didn't think she was going to because the that charge nurse had made her out to seem like, oh, you're, you're such a great nurse or the great employee that, oh, she's not, she'll probably live out of all these people and they killed her. So I actually was surprised mm-hmm. at that. And yes, she got drowned slash scalded. That was terrible. And every time he would pick her head up, yeah. And I got a note on that. Hold on. Every time he would pick her head up out of the water, her face was redder than yeah. the skin was peeling off. Yeah. But nothing happened to his hands and they were underwater. <sighs> That's what I'm picking at there. Because yeah. I looked and it's like, okay, when he picks her up again, I'm going to nothing. Nothing. And true. notice true. at the end, her face is scalded, but her breasts and her chest, which are also in the water, also right, in the water. are not. They're not. They're fine. Right. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, and and for our our slasher check, so we get the our third death. Um, clocks in at fifty minutes. Um, I forgot what the second death. Was. Oh, was the it security guard. Yeah, the security, security guard. guard. Oh, I forgot about Ben. Whatever, he doesn't count. Is that well, the... actually, he does count because he's not killed by Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, um, eh, but three and a half ish. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, three and a half. We get our, if we don't, if we only do Michael's death, our third death comes in at 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, but just in case you thought we're going too slow, we get our fourth death at 52 minutes. Right. So up, up the body. With her. Count. Yeah. 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 And I also want to point out there was the disgusting moment where she's sucking on his fingers. Ew. Oh, yes. 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 I'm pretty sure he has not washed his hands and God oh. knows how long. That is disgusting. That I don't is know gross. How, how did she not? Ew, ew. Just the stench coming off of those. those I, know. I know. That's so gross. And that part was freaky to me because it, in her mind, she thinks it's that the paramedic and you as the audience member seeing it's not. And when she starts doing that because she thinks it's him. So it's affectionate and it's not him. It's like, ugh, it, it was cringy in it a was. good way. In and a I good way. I would think that that was the intent. Yeah. So at least it pulled that off. Yeah. For me. I was like, oh God. But then here's, I, I and I'm going to say this because I'm wondering, because I thought of it, was he getting turned on by that? I wonder. I don't know. I don't and see is that why sexual. he scalded her. Well, like, bitch. I don't know. No. Wham. Into the water you go. I, yeah, it's eh. weird. I don't, I don't know if he does. I see him as asexual. I really don't know. But he doesn't like sexual people. He doesn't exactly. And that was that would have been a come on to somebody. You know what I mean? And that's why maybe it was even maybe her death was even worse because of that. Because he was, was, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you guys of all the deaths that you've seen from the first and second film. Do you think that the hot tub one is the most not iconic but seared in your memory? from the two films from the two films though the the kitchen guy mm-hmm. okay, is the yeah. one that um stayed mostly because of the way he looks at him yeah the way he After. stands and observes him like he's a work of art that he just been to the yeah. fridge yeah. or cabinet i, yeah. I that one always stands out to me yeah i don't know that this one would 
because I didn't even remember it from when I saw it. But right. if I had to say second place, this is probably this is pretty there. This is yeah. pretty the most brutalist one. And so for me, I always remembered the scene. I don't know if it's because of how mm-hmm. brutal it was and the implication. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because then, and you'll notice this, for this film in particular, it is the least bloody or one of yeah. the least bloody deaths, you know? And yet mm-hmm. it's so gruesome and it just goes to show you don't need to always make it so gory. Right. For mm-hmm. the implication because the reason why we cringe is the thought we know what scalding hot water is like. We know mm-hmm. how horrible it is so we can visualize how painful it must be to be yeah. dunked in scalding water. So that scene, I think for me, especially carried this kind of visceral reaction, so to speak. I also think, I can see that. I also <laughs> think that there is a lot of, that's why I asked about, was he getting turned on by what she was doing? Because if he, let's say it did, and it goes against his feelings about sexuality in general, mm-hmm. then he's going to be in a rage because he seemed extra enraged at her at her mm. because of the way he killed her he did yeah that can make sense um yeah. i agree piggybacking to what you were saying about the that we all know what hot water scalding water feels like mm-hmm. watching somebody get stabbed yes it sucks but we don't know what that feels like right this we've all gotten i've gotten burned by my oven i've touched hot water by mistake while cooking or something right. so you have a sense of what that feels like for a second mm-hmm. i can't imagine being dunked over and over in that so yeah. that elicits um real fear mm-hmm. so i agree with you and i mean i i still think the the guy in the kitchen is is seared in my mind because i've seen halloween more than this one but this one definitely okay will leave a mark because of it is brutal. It's not yeah. violent in gore, but it's brutal. Yeah. In death. And there's a lot of, I feel like he, there's a lot of rage behind it. Yeah. From yeah. him because of the way he's doing it. Killing her. Yeah. 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 This, 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 this kill was definitely the most rageful in that sense. Yeah. And the most, I would say the one that made maybe clicks more within the Michael Meyer mystique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe had the most substance to it compared to everything else, which was just kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a trigger there with that action on her part. Yeah. Aside from the whole dip in the in the in the jacuzzi and the sexuality behind it, mm-hmm. I still think her doing that action is what really triggered his rage at that moment. Yeah. Makes sense. We'll be back after this quick break. Where are we? I don't know where we are. Actually, we are um, where the next part that comes up is where the marshal now escorts Loomis out. Mm -hmm. Wait, but there's first one weird scene because this is this is the occult scene that we already discussed it quite a bit in the beginning. Mm. But oh, because they get an alert that somebody was at the elementary school, right? Yeah. And they think, oh, must be Mike Myers. (laughs) Because who else would it be? Now, when they get there, why Mike Myers? I I still don't understand this point. This this scene made no sense. Mm-mm. Why Mike Myers, who is being hunted by the police, presumably, who would want to get Lori, goes to the elementary school, stabs a painting with right. his knife, 
and then writes in blood Sam Hain on the wall. And yeah. Loomis is like, well, this makes total sense. What? <laughs> that whole scene didn't seem anything related to Michael Myers at all. Oh, I agree. It was put in. It was just yeah. dropped in to make it seem that there is some kind of, I think anyway, supernatural something element yeah. to his being able to survive everything, which is impossible. Yeah. If, if you're a normal man, you know, I, I, I sat there thinking, am I even watching Halloween? I don't, I, I didn't remember any of this occult business. No, me way. either. No. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like I, I just didn't remember anything about this movie. To be honest, it's like I agree. I didn't remember much either. Yeah, it's like what? But if you had said to me that the, if someone had said to me, "Oh, Halloween is one of the you know one of the films where it's based in the occult and this and that," I'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and you had mentioned <clears throat> Sam Hain or whatever. I think you're crazy. Let alone that that this is somehow tied into the ethos and the story and the canon. No, unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Right. So that scene happens, which I know we, we did talk about. Yeah. And then Jackie had mentioned that this is when the marshals shows up from the state. Yes. Yeah. Cause they do show up at the elementary school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible how much they travel through this little town. <laughs> they are everywhere, like from one second to the next, but yeah. So they send a marshal to mm-hmm. escort him out. Some chick shows up. I don't remember what her fucking name was, but she shows up and tells them, yeah. oh, they want you out of here. They don't want to be associated with this. They, they, they. And he gets escorted out by a marshal who he then proceeds to basically assault. Yes. With Which his gun. So He's waving the gun at him. And, and convinces him to turn around. Right. Well, I mean, he kind of. With no regard for this man's job. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Like you're a psychiatrist. Well, I mean, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, yeah, plenty because he needs therapy. This man is clearly <laughs> off his rocker. Yes. Apparently. Can I, just, can I just say that one, when she kept saying a marshal, I'm thinking, what the only marshals I think of are federal marshals, US federal marshals. That's what it was. It was a US marshal. Well, like, by the, the governor. Government? Yeah. By the governor. Yes, yes. So, so the U.S. government is now getting involved, sending federal marshals to get Sam, to get Doctor Loomis, right, in a small a, town in the in great state of Illinois. Because the governor person was like, "I'm going to intervene in this case." The governor of Illinois, who you know has a city as big as Chicago, but he's focused on Haddonfield, right? Mike Myers, and I was just like, "This, this doesn't make any sense. Why would they even care about Loomis? Why right. is anybody caring about?" Fucking Loomis. <laughs> I just don't understand. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Yes. And then your wife is waving the gun. He's threatening a federal marshal, which is literally a federal crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yet again, with no regard. And also just as a human being, he, he has no regard for this man's job. Mm-hmm. No. And then the way he's just brandishing that. What is that? Is that a revolver? Like a revolver. It's a gun yeah. thing. I think yeah. it's a revolver. He's just like moving it around. Like it's like, yeah, whatever. Pointing it at him. Pointing it at himself like an idiot. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and no one's Loomis. arrested by this point. Loomis oh, is top notch. And then that other lady in the back, she just disappeared after that. Like what happened to those other two people? Well, so no. So, so we, we, we do get the woman, I think, because she comes to the hospital 
with yeah, them later. they go. They all go to. The oh yes, that's together. right. They do all go in there. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she drops the bomb. The, the she's the one that says, "Well, we'll get to that." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so they're on their way to the hospital now after right. Loomis convinces yeah. or forces the poor Marshall. And this is where <laughs> yeah. we find that Lori is catatonic. Yes. And Jimmy finds her like that. I know. Yes. And because the funny thing is, and you had mentioned this earlier, I think one of you had said, why isn't Loomis going with Lori or checking on Lori? Like, like, yeah. Just matter. So now almost an hour into the movie, he's like, oh, by the way, where's Lori? <laughs> where's uh-huh. you guys- <laughs> the hospital. He's at the hospital. That's where Michael is. Uh-huh. Where's gotta go? I'm like, thank oh, you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> you know? Like, oh my god this is catatonic lori and at first yeah. I, I was just as confused as you guys i was like what in the hell she's catatonic now just yeah straight forward. but but afterwards she uses the pillows to pro- she props them under the thing do you guys think that she was playing catatonic on purpose to get the nurses to leave her alone so she could try to escape because she, at that point, feared Mike Myers is going to get her, mm. and they're not going to let her get out of the room. Because I suppose these nurses actually care enough to, to stop right. her from leaving the room, not anything else. Mm. Do you guys think she was self-aware enough to, to be plotting that, or she just was catatonic? And then, um, that could be it because it just seemed odd. Why would she be yeah. like that all of a sudden? From what? Unless she was in some kind of shock from the whole thing because she's trying to process it, but it just didn't even make sense. But like she was in shock and like, and then all of a sudden, no, I'm up and going. I'm going to put the pillows and hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she snapped out of it. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be some reason then. Maybe yeah. it was a ploy. Maybe she was like, oh, you know what? I need to get out of this room. The nurses won't let me because it's, it's the one job they seem to be doing is keeping her in that room. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going to figure this way out. And we also really quick between the catatonic wake up Lori, we did get deaths five and six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coming in at 57 minutes um, and then immediately after. So mm-hmm. between death at the 50 minute mark, which was death number three, three and four. Three right. And four. Yeah. And then five, six in a span of 10 minutes, we've killed four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now and I-, I wrote in my notes that Michael gets owned by pillows. <laughs> when- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like ah! oh, it's pillows. Yeah, he got those. He did. That's a good one. Well, and so from the slasher perspective, I was going to ask you guys this kind of meta question. Slashers feature high body counts. That's why we we watch them. You know, no one's watching a slasher film to kind of like get the mood setting atmosphere as much, right? It's, right. You know, gotta get that kill count. I felt like. There were just too many deaths, two back to back, where I started getting like a bit of fatigue, where I was like, oh, I just kill this person. Okay, just kill just this. Kill him and get it over with kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. What is the, what is, the, do you guys, how many deaths and how much time between deaths? Like, what is your preference for a slasher film? Do you like four deaths in 10 minutes? Or did you also feel like that was just too much? There's just too much death happening all at once. Um, That's a good question. Like, what's a good formula, right? Yeah, for, for a, a slasher? slasher? I I don't mind them being back to back. I feel because normally, unlike this one, I do like when you get to know characters a little bit more so you can pick and choose mm-hmm. who you think is going to die or who you who or who you root for or who the final girl is. It's usually a girl or whoever. So I don't mind it being towards the end. 
Um, because I'd rather spend that first time getting to know people. And then I want to know, okay, how, how are you going to creatively kill these people now? <laughs> so I don't mind. I don't mind it being towards the end and semi-continuous. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's, mind. And for me, I this back-to-back n- nonsensical slaughter of people, <laughs> it, it it gets to the point where you're like, all right, come on, I'm I'm tired. I get tired of seeing it over and over yeah. because there is no sense to it. There's no substance to it. Like that scene in with the nurse and the scalding. I think that that had the most substance to it because of the action that she took with him. Um, I think that made it more brutal. The other mm-hmm. ones, they were just in his way and they're like a fly and he's getting rid of them. I don't like that. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to see it. Show me the dead body afterwards. I don't need to see all of that. Okay, you killed more people. I would rather, oh my God, this sounds so bizarre, have killings with substance to them right, rather right. than just Harry, Carrie, let me just, you know, whatever. Um, now, if your leather face has something else altogether. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with him, it was just like, Ah, they're just dropping like flies. And then this leads me to hold on, because I got I've got my notes here um, on my <laughs> phone, because after that, that after Michael gets owned by the pillows, uh, we see nurse Alvis, who is the the charge nurse, the one who had. Oh, here we on, go. Uh-huh. Dead and drained. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck did he learn to do this? Right. And I don't even know if that would be possible. I don't know. I that one. I'm like, what? So, it is, so the death is called desanguination, right? Okay. Of the blood. Uh-huh. But you're right. Part of me feels like I never saw Mike Myers as this sophisticated psycho killer who was desanguining right. victims. Right. When do you have the time to do this, or even why would he be doing this? Or the skill, right? Skill. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It, that doesn't it was, fit him at all. That doesn't fit a slasher at no, all. At all. At all. That's more like uh I, I don't know why this came to mind, but it's really random. I feel like that's something like either the Riddler would do <laughs> from Batman. I don't know why I thought of that. Or um Hannibal. Hannibal Lecter or maybe Hannibal would be like that something would, like yeah. that. But definitely not a slasher. A serial killer would be more likely to do something because I don't consider Michael Myers a serial serial killer. He is more he's a slasher, but it's, there's a difference. Yeah. I think in my mind there is. It's not the same thing. Like well, a Dahmer would do something like that. It's the psychosis. Ugh. Yeah, someone who, who spends more time thinking about exactly killing. Yeah. Exactly. Like this requires a skill, a skill set, yeah. which I don't think he had. I don't think that they taught this in the nut ward. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think it was like, hey, we're going to show all you nutty people how to, you know, insert an IV because that's basically what you have to do first is nowhere. Right. You have to know that that vein is there. And-, and how do you find that vein? Like, I wouldn't right. be able to do that shit. I don't know if it's there. Who knows? So long to do that. I would think that would take so long. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. This is ridiculous. Right. I will say it was, it's brutal as well. Yet again, it's a woman who, who got this semi brutal because I'm going to die slow. It's pretty fucked up, but but it made no sense. It made no no sense. sense. I agree. Um, he, if he had strangled her, that would have made sense because that seems to be his part MO. of his MO. I yeah. don't know. 
um, because he seems to just delight in different types of things, um, hammers and shit like that too. But Not the knife, scalding. apparently. Yeah. But he he clearly has more strangulations than anything else. Mm-hmm. But this whole let me just drain this bitch, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, uh, I don't either. It doesn't make sense. And then after that, then that's when Jimmy, the one who's interested in Laurie, has his slip and fall on blood. That was really <laughs> odd. Yeah. It just felt the whole thing felt. So, you know what I got at this point? Because so that kill comes in this number seven at 106. Yeah. We're going to get another kill coming up in two mm-hmm. minutes after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, at this point, I started thinking all the nurses. Do they not notice that half of them, or the, the few of them that were there, are missing? Well, I think they, they're all dead by now. But that's at least the one that we saying. know. Yeah. But that's what he's saying. Like the the one that runs out to the car, Jill. Like, is mm. she not concerned? Like, where are her? I was going to say her yeah. classmates. Where are your coworkers? They're all missing. <laughs> yeah. And here's the part that I don't understand too, which is they know what's going on. They were listening on the radio. They know they have a, they're supposed to know they have a patient of high concern, right? Someone with a, you know, very sensitive situation. You, you would figure that they must've been briefed about Mike Myers and the potential, you know, there's somebody out there. She's a victim. Do none of them seem to be connected to the dots that they have this survivor, this victim here, and now they're all missing. And it seemed like the movie thought, Oh shit. Like around the 50 minute mark, they thought they realized shit. We've got like six nurses (laughs) <laughs> and we can't have Mike Myers walking around the hospital because the nurses might see him, apparently. So we just got to kill these nurses like back to back to yeah. back. Yeah. Bring it on through, you know. <laughs> so at this point, it seems like Mike Myers is less interested in killing Lori, who, as by the way, we are now an hour and nine minutes in and Lori is just literally passed out. Yes. So she yeah. left the pillow. She is passed out. And she's just passed out on the floor. And yeah. I'm thinking. On the floor, she curls up and passes out. This is our main character yeah. who is pretty much been incognito now for going on <laughs> 70 minutes of the film. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and instead we're just hacking through all these nurses. Mm-hmm. Who, it just feels like we're, we don't even know what the hell's going on with them. And then you're right. You come to Jill. Jill, was it? I, I think that's her name. Yeah. That's what I wrote. I think it is. The one yes. person you think you have the sense you're leaving the hospital. Yes. You're yes. the only one you realized, but what does she do? <sighs> She goes back inside. <laughs> Listen, I would walk and run away from that building. Yeah. And I think she, the car didn't start, right? Is that one? Right. It, it had, she had wide? car trouble. And mm-hmm. all the tires were slashed. All, right. all right. the parking lot tires were slashed. Guess what? You have feet. We're walking. <laughs> and, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Did he <laughs> slash everybody's tire in that parking lot? Because how the hell did he know, know that that was her specific car they were all he i think it all was of all of them no 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 i mean every car in the parking lot he's yeah and yeah, he had so. time to do this he does well, he's been killing her really does this he guy has, has put an iv okay i would hire this guy because he has excellent time management skills forget about the murders that's okay but, he but can the time, time the mat time management I, time i'm astounded management, yeah. i'm hiring this fucker next time and remember he also took off the phone lines too yeah, so yeah, yeah. Him. And he knows and, how to find that. Yeah. And the elementary school. He had mm-hmm. to make stop at the elementary school as well. Yeah. That's yeah. right. This is and, this is a lot in a and few hours. The weird thing, by the way, if you notice when they were in the town square when they originally announced, oh you know, there's victims, this and that, there's a sign where Loomis sees it says Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. So presumably it's pretty close to the downtown. Right. 
why they get there so fast and why mm-hmm. it's a sign in the main street of where the hospital is. Why wouldn't you just go running on foot? As you said, right back into the empty hospital. It makes yep. no sense. But for her ineptitude, she gets murdered uh, <laughs> with a scalpel in the, in the back. I um, mean, she, I hate to say it, but she deserved it because deserved it. I'm sorry. And if you're in fear, you're going to run for your life and you'll make it happen. However, and I'm walking or mm-hmm. running in this case, like I'm not going back in there. No. I'm sorry. And it's not happening. To keep with his thing, by the way, we are at a minute and nine death. Number eight, only <laughs> one kill with a knife. The first right. one. Mm-hmm. So, so then I don't iconic, know what's so iconic then. Hmm. I'm going to go to people wearing Mike Myers mask with a fake knife and say, you have the wrong thing. Either get a telephone cord or gloves or a scalpel. A hammer. Actually, well, yeah, a hammer or a, a syringe. Or a scalpel or works because he killed two people with a scalpel. Yeah, two with a scalpel. So, you know, you have the wrong equipment. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> this Halloween, you got to go break it to these people. Yeah, I, I know you, you must not have actually seen the film. I know. Kills. <laughs> Erica, what about the scene where Jill, the RN, is now again still looking for the security guard who we know is now dead? Mm. And I've, I have you have here in your notes, Eminem hides in room behind a curtain and Jill nor G- Jimmy see him and he's completely silhouetted illuminated i mean it's like, ridiculous he, he doesn't even look like a damn tree like you don't say. i said that because yeah i don't know if you remember that scene juan where jimmy and jill are yeah. talking in front of this patient room he's standing there Just and he's standing. backlit he's backlit he is so clear his silhouette mm-hmm. and i was telling mom i'm like he doesn't even look like a tree it doesn't look like a random shadow of medical equipment it's a person <laughs> they I mean, don't even do, you, do you guys not have situational awareness or peripheral vision i don't know they know. clearly don't that goes out the window apparently or maybe because we're just all hypersensitive i don't know i just don't understand how no. they didn't see anything they don't see anything they don't see anything going on i mean <laughs> that's how he got away with killing all these people and they can't find Lori, who's still passed out now but finally wakes up and finally yeah. sees the nurse getting killed. The final nurse, you know. Yeah, the final nurse. The final nurse. Yeah. And now she can run all of a sudden, you know. So she's got her, her sea legs back. <laughs> the one thing I will say about that, because yes, I know her her foot is fractured, whatever. The only thing I can justify with that is that whole rationale, the fight or flight. Yeah. That she's trying, she wants to live. She's going to get out of there. I'll worry about my broken foot later. I'm running so yeah, that I can run. that I can justify because I think when we have that drive to survive, we'll figure the body will figure it out and you can just take care of that shit later because that's fixable. Dying is not fixable. Yeah. So, Well, and then this brings up the next point because she's running through this hospital He's mm-hmm. walking behind her mm-hmm. slowly oh. and he still slowly. catches up. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, um, if you just sprinted. There's no way him walking, he would ever catch up with you unless you were trapped. Yeah, know? right. Uh, and I, wrote, I wrote in my notes, MM follows and he's slowly because clearly he ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no police officers. <laughs> yeah, no one's decided to check up on her in the hospital. No. The SO is still running around town looking, I don't know for what or doing what essentially. Mm-hmm. And then she hides in a random car. Of course. Naturally. And I put why? 
Why? Run. Just run, run away <laughs> from the building. I just, mm-hmm. I've never understood that. Um, we cut back to your favorite Loomis. Oh yes. And this is where we find out the big secret, mm-hmm. the big reveal that Lori and Michael are siblings. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there was a hidden file that despite you being his psychiatrist, who's been with him for 15 years, he had, had no, clue. no clue about no clue, but the right. governor has access to this file about this one killing <laughs> one random killing in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mind you, do you know how violent Chicago is and how sure. violence Chicago has had? And yet this tiny town in the middle of nowhere <laughs> had a file on this. Yeah, man. I, I sent mean, a marshal. Mine. I sent the marshals. Yeah. Not to be with Lori. No, no, no. To go after Loomis and say, you need to know this information. <laughs> that you haven't known for 15 years. You haven't known about. We go now, back to Lori in the car. Right. And, now, and who shows up? Jimmy. Jimmy. And so he's left. He left me a little confused because when he fell in that blood, I mean, he hit his head really damn hard. hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you can argue he could have died or for sure he's knocked out for a good amount of time because he got a concussion of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah. And he ends up in the car and you can tell that he's still a little something's Loopy. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he just like passes out or dies. He, I don't know. He, I think he he probably had a brain hemorrhage or something. That's from what that I, whack. That's what, how did he know what car to go to? Uh, I don't. He just went to a car. No, he got Having lucky. Her car? Of course. You know I how mean, it goes. If you have like a kind of a, a brain hemorrhage or an aneurysm or whatever he has going on, how would you even have the motor skills to be able to leave the hospital, get in the car, try to turn it on, and then just die i just I don't understand. know because he hit like i said he hit his head pretty hard that it's arguable like what happened there that yep. i mean i guess he could have gotten up but then i think the whole act of getting up probably moved that aneurysm yeah. and yeah. that's what ultimately i mean i think he died it's kind of you can kind of argue that he may or may not be dead i guess i don't know i think he's back. dead personally i think, I think he's, he's dead. dead i mean he hit his head way too hard the way he, you just slumps yeah. it back like that, it's like yeah. game over. Yeah. Well, and the part that I don't understand, which would have made, so I thought to myself, okay, how do you make this make sense? What if he had come out, Lori had seen him, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And he had come over kind of still dazed. And she was kind of saying, Jimmy, we got to get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he falls forward and you see a knife or a scalpel mm. in his back. Presumably right. Mike Myers would have stabbed him, but he got free. Yeah. And now obviously it's catching up to him. That would have made more sense. And then she yeah. could have realized the horror. The way they filmed it, I'm thinking, you killed so far what uh eight people. You couldn't give one more kill to make it make sense. You just had yeah. to have him whatever. Just and and what was the point of it? What did right. he gain? Like, yeah, him? what was the point of that? Because it really you could remove that whole scene. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes, let's be honest, that we could remove from this entire movie and make it a 30 minute film. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's and very then, true. And then Loomis and the uh, marshal and the, the woman, woman, the governor's envoy, I, I suppose. Yeah. Live in the hospital. And this is the next part that I don't understand. They go inside. Only then does Lori scream for help. Not when they're there. You know? Yes. He's just there going. <laughs> we, mom said that. She's like, why isn't she screaming? What is and she then all doing? of a sudden she screams. Yeah. After. And this is my favorite part. So then she gets up, runs over, but they lock the door behind them. 
why would I you think be it's locked automatically in there? locked no i think it's an auto uh, lock but it's the entrance of the hospital do hospital do- doors automatically lock they no, do they in haddonfield oh <laughs> i mean that's why yeah i was just so confused you know i like that disclaimer they do there and so then Mike Myers shows up outside. <laughs> of course. Inside the hospital, but I guess he made his way outside at some point. At a back exit? At a, yeah, at a back to come back through the front door. So right. Loomis thinking. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, six times. It didn't work. <laughs> Let me shoot him another five. That might work. What? <laughs> and then they do the dumbest shit, which is they go up to his body. The marshal. No, but wait, hold on. Let's back it up. He walks through glass. Oh, yes. He oh, just walks it wasn't even there. Like the glass was, it looked like it was a sheet of paper. Yes. He like saran wrap or something. He just yes, walks no. through glass. This guy is fucking a miracle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forgot about that. He's we amazing. Were, we were blown guy, away by that. Yeah. He, he, he gets shot again. I don't know how many freaking times, even as a bad Love shot, him. it should have yeah. killed him. Yeah. Um, plus, not to mention, he already got shot in the head by yeah. somebody at some point. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. We're, that comes later. Yeah, we're at eleven gunshots right now. Yeah. Mike Myers has has in theory still has eleven bullets in his body. Right. We're you know? mm-hmm. so bleeding out, but that jumpsuit must be great at absorbing blood because I don't see any blood. No, man, it cauterizes all the injuries. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Instant cauterization. Okay. Exactly. It's you've never heard of that. No. Yeah, man, they sell it. Michael Myers invented it. Yes. And then this, then we have death number nine coming in at one twenty-one. So at least they gave us a bit of a of a break. You know, eleven minutes between the last death, where the marshal decides to do the classic horror. Let me check on the body. Right. right Up to Mike Myers. What could go wrong? Everything. Everything. All of it. That guy is not dead as usual. (laughs) How did he kill him? I don't remember. He grabs him and slits his throat with the scalpel. That's the second scalpel death. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is a little knife. Yeah, which, you know. It's a mini knife. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we proceed with the hospital chase now, right? Yeah. So, at this point, is when Loomis tells the envoy, go get, you know, go let them know that Michael Myers is here and he's he's still here or whatever. Mm. So, she goes to run to, the I guess, the dispatch center. Yeah. They don't even know what's going on. Oh, Mike, who? What? Hospital where? Of course, dispatch wouldn't be aware of a multiple killings in the town, right? That, that you know, what is yeah. dispatch for? Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, so now Mike Myers gets up again after killing the person. So Loomis and Lori decide to run yep. into this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're trapped in this room. And mm-hmm. Mike Myers does kind of like a shining situation, right? He like breaks through this wood door. No, no, no. It is not wood. It is cardboard. cardboard. Here's what's hilarious because first he's banging on it. Yeah. All right. And then he bangs on it and he cuts through, I think. Right. I don't know. I guess. And and you see it. It's literally cardboard. Really? I didn't notice, actually. I wrote that in my notes. This is cardboard. cardboard. (laughs) Well, in theory, it's wood. Uh huh. And they're in this, like, it looks like a surgery room and they have all these oxygen tanks. And I don't know, it looks like some kind of weird procedure or equipment room. And Loomis proceeds to open all these oxygen tanks and Mm -hmm. Lori, or he knocks Loomis over. So what happens is he tries to give Lori the gun. 
right? Yes. He's like, I guess he has a second gun on him, which we didn't even know about this whole time. And does how where does he get all this backup ammo? Oh, unlimited ammo cheat, of course. <laughs> of, of course. It's a video game. It's unlimited. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, we have a sedated, traumatized 17-year-old, but give her the gun. Why not? You're not. Mm-hmm. You're just the best one right. to handle. So she's all like, oh, no, I don't. I, I, presumably she's never had a gun because she seems to recoil from the gun. Like, I, right. I, I can't use that. I don't want that. Yeah. So then Mike Myers gets through. This is where... Loomis confronts Mike Myers with his gun. Yeah. Clicks, it's empty. So he did finally run out of ammo after all these shots. Mm -hmm. Mike Myers just goes stabs. And I was so relieved, frankly. When he stabbed Loomis? When he stabs Loomis, I thought, yes, just get rid of Loomis already. (laughs) (laughs) I was thrilled to have Loomis go down. Do you wonder if maybe Michael Myers at this part is like, I finally got to kill you, you motherfucker. Having yes, to sit yes. through all these therapy sessions with you and all your- I have a feeling he might have. jumble bullshit. That's probably what he's thinking. And he's like, I'm going to kill you now. I got you. I got I you. Got to, yep. I think he's I think thinking so. the same thing. <laughs> but then here's the ultimate, like, uh, Lori shoots him, I think, twice. In the head. In the, in in the, the eyes. Head, yeah. Or the so, eyes or something is what- the internet that was said because you know what because he bleeds from the yeah I didn't right know and, and he can't see and yeah, he has no he has no what's it called um entry wound right yeah. which doesn't make sense at all and he's swishing at around all. swinging around with a scalpel now he what? looks really silly and also yeah so so can we get to the part where somehow Lori <laughs> became what annie oakley was able to fire off two shots to hit him dead in the eye. And, and yes, exactly. Like this person who just recoiled from a gun. Exactly. Now Presumably is a that she's never held one in her hand. Right. And she nails it spot on, man. And it gets better. If mm-hmm. you think if this, if you at some point had spent this entire movie thinking that this is a good film, the movie said, I'm going to guarantee that you walk out of here with at least a twinge of. You know, this is this is ridiculous. They have enough time. So Loomis gets back up. Of course. You know, won't be damned. Yep. Lori and him have enough time to start opening up all of these canisters. Yep. Mike Myers is slashing in the same spot over and <laughs> over again. Right. Barely moving around. It, what feels like an eternity. Yeah, it does. It does. It does feel it like it looks forever. really absurd. It, really it looked ridiculous. Does. Third, I'm almost thinking this has to be a parody at this point. Like, yeah. but you know, this is insulting to the Mike Myers of the first film. Like, you know that that Mike Myers would not have done that stupidity. No, no, at that all. would be beneath him. That would not be his style. This Mike, My- this guy is like a cheesy ass Mike Myers. I'm it's telling ridiculous. you, it's a poor man sequel. Like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> really bad like this blindly like stabbing the air in a little circle that he keeps doing is like like a robot what are we doing mm-hmm. what are we accomplishing here <laughs> it was um ridiculous at that point beyond but Lori, ridiculous. i think what loomis tells laurie to run so she does escape this room yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. loomis lights that lighter that he stole mm-hmm. from the officer or borrowed and- but kept but kept yeah and the whole thing explodes i actually yeah, boom, I didn't boom. know loomis had died so that was kind of new to me or i just didn't remember 
that and of course michael myers walks out but he's on fire on fire and uh, and let's play this out for a second here <laughs> they lit up how many canisters and they a lit lot. that room. the explosion would have leveled the building i think yes. so i absolutely been- agree Lori yeah. would have been thrown so far from that blast she'd be yeah. dead Somehow mm-hmm. this explosion was big enough to, to create this massive fireball, but not big enough to compromise the integrity of the building, nor to knock Lori out, who gets thrown by the blast. Right, yeah. right. This person who's supposed to be sedated and or injured still, it seems perfectly fine. Yeah. Loomis dies, but of well, course- Michael Myers doesn't. <laughs> a Resident Evil final boss. <laughs> yes! Now 13 gunshot wounds, fell off a balcony, and burst into flames with an explosion, mind you. Right. And now mm-hmm. fire, but walks out of the room like it's all good. <laughs> I will say, though, usually in Resident Evil bosses, the explosion does work. They're so usually. Michael Myers is one-upping them. Yes. Slightly. <laughs> you needed a railgun, I suppose, or a bazooka or something. A bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually what gets dropped at the end of all these RE games, right? like a bazooka. <laughs> yeah. And he finally does go down, you know. Well, well, in for theory. that for that sequel, for that sequel, yeah. In theory, I guess of the deaths in the movie, the twelfth death, the eleventh. Well, he didn't kill himself. So I guess it is the twelfth death of the film, yeah. the final death, um, which is Mike Myers. Although now we know that they they were like, oh shit, this made money. Let's, Let's just, keep him alive. Keep him alive. Which none of this happened, right? <laughs> he survived which, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy is that, so at the end, the fl- the, ho- the hospital is now flooded with cops. I suppose it just took an explosion for them to arrive. And a, not even a massive explosion. I mean, let's be honest. But yeah, exactly. It wasn't really that big. Yeah. And, and I, I'm also shocked because it's clear the next day, they've got the scene flooded. They have the fire put out. Obviously, all units are on scene. And only then is Lori being transported out. Uh-huh. Did you just make her sit around and wait <laughs> again? Well, the clearly they did it at the beginning. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't understand it. You, you get transported. You know, they don't, they don't just say, well, you know what? Just give a couple hours so she can get her bearings before we, we transport her out of here. And, <laughs> and, and my favorite part, where are her parents? This I don't know. Time. Where are Lori's parents? That is a big loaded question because like I said, the, that charge nurse had brought it up that they couldn't get in contact with her parents. That's so odd. Wait, weren't they, weren't they away or something from in the first movie? Wasn't that, I don't know. I think so. I think they said that they were out of town or something. They were going to a party party out of town. There you go. Out of town. But it was the next day. They must have been seeing the news or heard that there's been a mass killings in in Haddonfield and explosion. I think so. Yeah. And if the governor can somehow decide, couldn't they contact the parents wherever they are or send marshals to wherever they were? I mean, shit, he got this guy with a marshal. I I know. Well, that's what I say. Yeah. So I'm like, couldn't someone have gone to the parents and said, hey, your daughter is in danger and this and that? It just seemed like the parents were just non existent the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. This, there's a lot of holes in this movie <laughs> and here's the uh, the last hole when mike myers is walking out of the fire erica you wrote this you can see the flame suit oh, oh yeah because of how thick it was you yes. can totally see the flame suit i was he like he is wow. not in his blue jumper no no 
It is a hundred percent flame suit. You can really <laughs> tell. I mean, you don't even have to look that hard. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> I see the the suit. Well, and yeah. that's how the movie ends. Yeah, that's finally. it. That's, Thank God. That's it. it just ends. It's like okay, that's it. Great. <sighs> well. Let's jump into our categories. Mm -hmm. Our first one is sound and movie, which we did talk yeah. about. Um, and and I know I put this pressing questions category, but we we kind of addressed those already. Unless you wanted yeah. to, oh, you can say your line here. This at the end of pressing questions. Uh, do do you mean the scariest part of the film? Yeah. is how horrible everyone in town is. Yes, everyone is horrible in this. Every single person in this film contributed to the, how bad it was. You all did a fantastic job making the movie awful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, town. Oh, Thank you, Hadsfield. Town. <laughs> <laughs> so, sound and movie. I mean, we met. We had the whole talk about how the theme sounds different. It did have the music throughout it was from the first one i thought yes and it that's was. what shocked me there was so much sound in the movie in almost mm -hmm. every kill they had this sound playing which is actually quite creepy and it is I'm shocked how pervasive sound is i've never i don't remember these movies i always remember the sound mm -hmm. but i never remember how extensively they use this sound yeah yeah it's, it's amazing. The, it's the podcasting. When you really pay attention to these things, you're yep. like, oh. And it's meant to be there at that you're not really supposed to realize what it's doing to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it what's the word I'm looking for? It enhances the scene, maybe causes anxiety, dread, fear, terror, whatever, or makes you laugh your ass off in yeah. some cases. Um and it creates that. And you don't even realize it mm -hmm. unless you're really paying attention. And by the way, just so you guys know, while I had put myself in mute while you guys were talking, do you want to hear the synthesized, synth I can't say that word, synthesized, synthesized version? I found it of this stupid movie. Yes. Oh, because oh please. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. Please do. <laughs> I think vampires. I think vampires up in drag, you know. Yes. The yes. It sounds gothic. Yeah. Like, how horrible is this? That's bad. And they do a lot of the. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was just yes. surprised at how much sound was featured in the film. Yeah, and and yeah. how they were catering to the 80s. Yeah. Definitely. They were. definitely were catering to the sound of the 80s in this thing. Cool. Maybe but really bad it. 80s guys really bad but it it's was... funny how um in doing this i have noticed i mean music is a big role in <laughs> movies but i feel like in horror it goes hand in hand more than maybe other movies because mm -hmm. it can make you it can make a scene scarier yeah it can really act like when you get a good jump scare there's usually some loud sound or music coming at you that mm -hmm. makes you probably more scared than the actual image. Mm -hmm. And then think of how many themes you've heard over time. Most of it is horror that you think yeah. like, oh shit. And it inflicts fear immediately. Yeah. So but I have an interesting question for you guys. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you all know the classic Halloween. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Off the top of your head. Can you think of another horror theme? Jaws. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jaws. What there is. 
There is Friday the 13th. Yeah, there you go. Friday 13th. All of them early movies, though. True. It Mm -hmm. seems like the theme song, the only one I could think of recently, I was like, man, are there any recent films? The Mm -hmm. one I could think of the most where it became iconic, I think, and because most of the time now they have sounds, but I don't feel like horror movies anymore have iconic themes except Saw. Does yeah, all does have one. It does have its own. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. But beyond that, I was trying to think, man, this seems like it was a throwback to an old style where the theme that's song. True. And The Exorcist is another one, too. Oh, yes. please. Like, yeah. that's the most classic. Tubular Bells, yeah. to this day, creeps me out hearing it. Yeah. Like, badly. But then you, you, and then you have, John, you have John Carpenter's music in the thing. Yeah. Um, in mm-hmm. oh, even yeah. Escape from New York. If you've never seen that one, one, it's entertaining as hell. But um, <laughs> like they all have their own theme. And while Erica, I know you didn't recognize it. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street has its own oh, little yeah. theme music as well. That is when Freddy shows up and stuff like that. But you're right, Juan. A lot of the new movies do not have that. They don't. Music. They mm-hmm. don't have it. They Which don't is have it. because it's so iconic. And it does help you right away when you hear the saw music, you know. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. You know what movie it is. Yeah, it's true. Movies just Mm -hmm. don't seem to do as much anymore. I wonder why. You know what I'm surprised doesn't have a theme? um, A theme is Scream because they seem they've had so many movies up till now, too. And I feel like it happens a lot with slashers having a theme. I'm surprised it doesn't have one. I don't. Pretty they sure have taglines now because Scream had the tagline. Maybe that's what it is. It's more tagline based. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. that's what I think, at least. Because but it, see, taglines are lo- a lot less easier never, to remember yeah. as opposed to music. Music has a way of ingraining itself in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like you might get half of the tagline right, but the music you know immediately what it ties to. I mean, if I hear the 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 what do you call that thing from Psycho? The the theme music Psycho. from Psycho. That's another the one. The shower scene. I mean, I think that that's what propelled everything towards that because all these other movies have some semblance of Psycho in their music, Mm -hmm. except for maybe The Exorcist. Yeah. So very interesting. But yeah, yeah, you pointed out you made a good uh, observation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. All right. What is our next category? It is best scene. Juan, you have the honors of going first. So in this case, I I actually like what you wrote. But I guess because I watched the first one just before, I felt like what you wrote reminded me more of the first film. Yeah. Um, from the second film, really, really the the scene that I again I remember the most. I, hard to say the best scene, but certainly the one that I just remembered because of how mm-hmm. it made me feel was the hot tub was killing mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Death by scalding was just it was. Ugh. And yeah. I'm there with one on that one, and only because it's the least nonsensical killing killing in the movie. Because yeah. I think it actually showed some of the crazy psychology behind Michael mm-hmm. Myers. And, and I might just be adding that in myself, but I think that that triggered him yeah. really yeah. bad. Yeah, the that fact whole act was the thing. Yeah, that yeah. added. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, me, for me, it was, be, it's right what Juan is saying. What the scene I liked was more Michael Myers in Halloween, not this one. But it was that moment where he was at the beginning, sneaking into that teenager's house without her noticing because it's that whole, I have a home invasion fear 
issue being watched yeah. issue and that elicits fear or even when he's standing behind the old lady in the kitchen and she had no clue and it just makes you always wonder like have people done that to me and i've never known <laughs> it's just like a weird fear and he yeah. does it well because it's just like this menacing entity behind you and you wonder what's even creepier there are news reports about oh, people <laughs> who have lived in people's houses without them oh knowing. yes yeah they live in the attic and in the they wall. live in there's a name for them are they called aren't they called froggers there, yeah there is a name something like that i yeah. think that's what it is they're called froggers what? Well, night, not like squatters not squatters it's different these people live in your attic without you even knowing it and they move through the walls if you have enough of a space sometimes between certain like foundational walls they'll creep through they watch you from room to room they know where you are at night they come down from the attic they eat your food they take your clothing and your supplies and they what? go back up and it's because people start thinking I didn't need this. I didn't misplace this. What is right. going on? And they think they're haunted at first. Mm-hmm. And then one day they either set up a camera or whatever, and they find a man in their house living. Oh there God. actually are many reports of this. It is insane. People have no idea because mm-hmm. you don't go to your attic. You don't know what's right. up there. Right. You, know what's there, you know, and when you're not at home or it's nighttime, you have no idea. It's so creepy. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I have a feeling Erica didn't want to know that. She's going to be like, we need to check the attics right now. Oh my God. That's oh my terrifying. God. Yeah. If you went up there and you saw bedding and pillows. No. And oh my God. The fear I would die. So much. Oh, the Everybody attic. look up. I know. We have it in, our, in the main bedroom. You have an attic right above you, Erica. I do. Look up. Mm. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's really messed up. Like all... Mm-hmm seriousness like that's i've never yeah. heard of that that's it that was on the terrifying. news recently it yep. was Great. i think i think it may have been on i'm not going to say it was 60 minutes it was inside it was edition dateline or 2020 oh, okay. inside edition yeah, inside yeah. Uh, about yeah. some women that had people living in their attic mm-hmm. it's usually women it's usually young women of course i guess because they're out on the move so much and they yeah or whatever and so it's easier for the, the mm-hmm. fathers to live in the house and eat the food all right then i'll keep a track of my missing of any missing food (laughs) yeah so if you ever see a bag of chips gone i'll know you can't blame me it wasn't me (laughs) we can't go straight to ghost in this one (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) all right what about best character i actually chose michael myers me too okay I'm like, kill everybody, (laughs) kill everybody, even kill Lori, like just kill everyone. I I have to agree because I'm going with what Juan said, because everyone else is just horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And even, and even this Michael Myers in this movie, I didn't like him. Horrible. I still didn't like him. But I'll choose him over everybody. Yes. That's saying a lot. Yes. That is saying a lot. And the only person I found to be somewhat competent was the governor's envoy because she had tiny scenes. She came, tried to get him out. She could deliver the file, right. called dispatch, and that was it. Yeah, right. She was the efficient one there, and yeah, she, she got the fuck out of Dodge real fast once yeah, everything went down. She was so, a smart yeah. one. Like she ran by Michael Myers full speed when he was out flat on the floor. Absolutely. So this next category. I always think of it as, is it the person that we 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 uh, we we hate the most or that's the most unlikable? 
It's it, a weird category. It is a weird category. I I think I need to change the wording. It's just your least favorite character. Okay, yeah. Right. Because so, I actually liked the vulgar EMT because he was a little like so vulgar. It was kind of funny. Yeah. But he was unlikable. Yes, yes. extremely. Say, I think we're all agreeing with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I hated Loomis the most. But you hate Loomis the most. I, I just absolutely hate Loomis the most. <laughs> hate him. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> I'm going to find a, a Loomis t-shirt somewhere. Oh my God, yes. And get you, and you have to multiple. wear it. <laughs> And the actor must be dead now, right? Oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Donald Pleasance so. is dead. Okay. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dr. Loomis. <laughs> all right, this is the fun category, but honestly, I had a hard time figuring this out because all these characters are so awful that yeah. I can't like do this to you guys. I know, what I... I was thinking, what, what nurse, what nurse of the, of the multiple dead inept ones would I characterize Erica as? I put you as the nurse that was desanguinated in my head. Yeah, she was the most responsible one. Right. Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry you have to go out that way. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I go out with skill, I guess, with a skilled death. Yes. Um, mom, I I put you as the charge nurse, mom, because you would at least try to be like helping and finding the parents like you would be on that like yeah i need also getting that idiot paramedic out of the room too. yes like, you yeah. would be what like doing? what are you doing here right yeah right i thought of jackie as the doctor <laughs> <laughs> I, know, what? I was like at least you were doing your job and you didn't do anything other than drinking and being over there. at least you were there present everybody else i couldn't do that to you <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard it's hard oh, all the, nurses are all the other nurses are promiscuous. You know, the EMTs yeah. are stupid. The, 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 the SOs are stupid. Yeah. Dude, everybody's stupid. So I was like, you know what? You can be the doctor. <laughs> Honest, honestly, from my point of view, there was nobody in this movie that resembled any of us in any way. At all. No. I'm At telling all. you. For, for you, mean, Juan, I couldn't even pick anything because honestly, it's all a disservice to you. Yeah, yeah I just chose exactly. the governor's envoy because she lived. I was like, all right, I could be you. I was going to say her, if anything, because you would be like, all right, we got to go. And yeah. you would like book it. You'd be like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, people. Like, <laughs> so I can't like these characters. There's no way. There's no way. None of us would be any of these. Maybe the only redeeming ones there are the charge nurse and mm -hmm. that envoy because she was like, yeah, I I'm out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Same. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Does this hold up? No. Hell to the no. <laughs> you literally wrote that. Literally wrote that. I'm saying, fuck, no. That's my answer. No, no. And it's not even campy at this point. It's just right. You it's not even rewatchable in the sense like, okay, it was dumb, but I enjoy no. It was, it was just, just dumb. but but yet we've talked about it for what two and a half hours. So is yeah. it really that bad? Was it fun to talk about? Oh, it's fun to apart. talk about. <laughs> it is fun to tear it to shreds. Yeah. It is. Usually slashers create great conversation because yeah. of all the mistakes that usually happen because it's usually stupid characters that the killer is like yeah you're an idiot this is why you're gonna get killed this one was riddled with mistakes okay? yeah riddled well even the story had mistakes so it just made it no like, the whole storyline is preposterous so it is it is <laughs> and now we have our seven rules these are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie and one because you are our guest you go with number one. Number one, don't say hello or who's there. I don't actually think anybody said that. I don't they? think anybody said that. Yeah, nobody no. said mm -hmm. that. 
No, yeah, for once. For yeah. once, because usually in a in a slasher, somebody says that shit. Yeah. yeah. So. At least one time. Yeah. Um, I have rule number two, turn on the lights. They needed to turn on some damn lights. All the Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Outside, okay. in the hospital. Also, the parking lot of that hospital was so badly lit. Like, I don't, I know, it's not right? accurate. Like, what are you doing? It's <laughs> it was dangerous. Yeah. All right. Terrible. And number three, don't split up. Everybody split up. They left Lori alone the entire time. They're all yeah. everywhere. It was like musical chairs. Of <laughs> <laughs> people, yes. Of uh, people, yes. Oh my god! Forget the nurses. They didn't even work with each other at this point at all. There's no teamwork here. They left the babies alone. They left. Yeah, the I know, man. Those babies. What the hell? I'm telling you, so much. Juan, you all can right. tell us rule number four. Don't go upstairs in the basement or the attic. I didn't put anything for here. Well, no, there is where the security guard guy goes. That's true. Lori does go into the basement of the hospital. Yes. Um, Oh, that's true. Yeah. There aren't really any attics per se, but they they go into rooms that they probably shouldn't be in. They're kind of exactly the therapy room at the bottom. They're going to rooms they should, they have no business being in. This is true. All right. So we've got going into the basement and going into rooms they shouldn't go. We have rule number five. Why are you going in there if it says don't enter or look spooky? No trespassing. I mean, it's a hospital, so yeah. they're fine in there. Mom? Yeah. Rule number six, and this one is, come on, make sure the bad guy is dead. That Marshall died because he was an idiot. Yeah. Yep. He's never seen a horror movie. <laughs> None of these people. Or had any them. training, apparently. Apparently. And he's a Marshall. Yep. Yes. Uh, number seven, no Ouija board or seance. Which clearly we don't have here. There was but who here. knows? Maybe his parents had a, a seance. And this apparently. is what caused all of this. <laughs> could be on to something. You could be on to something. Um, and then finally, last but not least, Scream Award. In this case, we'll change it because it's usually how many times does Erica scream in a movie? It's how many times did you scream during this movie? Uh, I actually jumped twice, but it's because of noise, like a dog barking, like yeah. freaked me out. The cat freaked me out. Yes, but that's yeah. it. It's not because Michael Myers did anything to no. scare me. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I was like, this is this is a joke, mm-hmm. right? Like this movie was a complete uh, clusterfuck of bullshit. It was a disaster. <laughs> But it was so much fun to talk about. That's why I wanted to do it because I had a feeling it was going to be bad Bad. and -hmm. it would make for great conversation. conversation. And clearly it did because I think we have gone on for two and a half hours. Yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) And then and we watched this on Peacock. You can also rent this on Apple TV, YouTube and Vudu. If you're so inclined, try to watch it for free. Yeah, if you can. definitely it. don't pay for this shit. Yeah. So they do have it on YouTube. I rented it from Apple TV. Okay. So they have it on oh YouTube. no! Wow. You oh no! Sorry. It? Oh well, no! I, I do. I do. You know, I had to get the full experience okay. for, for, for the podcast. But I will say they have it in pieces on YouTube. Okay. However, it is modified for oh. the so they do cut out quite a bit of the widescreen, unfortunately. Right. Okay. To to, yeah, to get the full effect. Well, thank you for getting the full effect. (laughs) And that's a wrap on Halloween 2 and our Spooktober month. Thank you, Juan, for joining us again. 
Thank you for having me. I always love to be part of this podcast. And you will be back. I promise you that. Oh, you will. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So let's wish everyone a happy Halloween because this is releasing on Halloween day. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Stay safe. Yes. And stay spooky. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. And we also have a website, horrorcafepodcast.com. Please comment, like, subscribe, send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback and fan mail. I get really excited when I get an email from our followers. And please send us emails because we really read them and we do reply. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help us out. You can leave the star review. And if you can leave a comment, that would be great, too. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. And until next time, stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.